Welcome back to another episode of Chicano Shuffle. This is Ramon. This is Fernando. And there's no Esteban today. We're at a we're at a, an event for from the sets from the street to the sets, right? Uh, yeah, that's all about right. Wing. Yeah, from the street to the set, and uh, we're out here doing a. It was. It's, it looks like it's a charity event, celebrity meet and greet, uh, fundraiser. It's a fundraiser to, to get some latas, you know, and yeah, some fucking to, gifts, and get some gifts for the holidays coming up. Um, I know this. Uh, I think we're gonna be airing this in the Thanksgiving week, right? But I hopefully when hopefully we'll get it out there. That would make sense. Yeah. So uh, Stevan couldn't make it. It's uh It's on a Sunday. Stevan, you know, apparently is a pretty busy guy. Mm, don't need to make excuses from Yeah, he's not like Charles. Eh? I got my Sundays are the lo- dedicated to the Lord. Eh? It's the Lord's <laughs> Day. I don't do nothing on Sundays. Eh? Took a sabbatical. I know, right? So, Fernando and I, nos nos aventamos. We said, hey, fuck it, we could do it, right? Yeah, pues aquí andamos, güey. Yeah, let's, uh, let, you know, let's help out. Let's uh, do whatever we can just to promote, to help out, to to get the word out. I know that we uh, put up some, some info on this to try to see if we could get, you know, some of the listeners out here and everything. But by the looks of it, right now, it's getting crowded. There's a shitload of bikers. We got a Rolls Royce right in front of us, man. ¿Ya lo ibas a comprar, güey? Nah, ni madre, güey. It's too fancy for me. They're all right. I mean, they're okay. I mean, if you're, you're into the world's world, I like it because it's got a fucking suicide door. Si está cabrón de suicide door. Está chingona, I like that, that little feature on it. I don't know if I would park it right there, but... Eh? But you know what? It's uh, we just uh, what was it like? Two hundred bikers just rolled up a little while ago. Bikers, I man. know, like it's on the like pinche tatemblando el pinche piso, güey. Oye, so oye más. The rolling know. deep for the homie, no? Was it yeah, a, there was a, a memorial. Yeah, this is a memorial. Uh, well, he he um, had an accident, so he's still he's still um you Come know in the hospital. Yeah, he's in the hospital, so um you know hopefully he gets better. And um, I guess this is uh this is part of it too. So whenever. We have a chance We're gonna start bringing in uh, We got we, we. I mean just being here Setting up and everything We've met out uh, We ran into a lot of good people Yeah we already talked To a lot of people Fucking off <laughs> Off the mic Which are like Damn it we should've Just sat up down no You know shit, <laughs> Too late so, now So now we gotta We gotta find them And sit them down And start all over again Hey like Remember that thing You said earlier Oh you yeah. remember that thing Over there I'm having a good time Even if you guys Can't hear it Yeah 
So we're just uh, right here. There's a um, Welles fucking chingon. There we got tacos. We got the tacos across the aisle. Yeah, taco. What is it? Taco bandits. It's uh, right in front of us. And then we have la, la cocina Murillo. And then there's a guy uh, on the side of us haciendo frutas. Así todo pinches mangoneadas, güey. <laughs> and then there's a guy in the back doing, uh, I guess, smoking. Uh, uh, smoking back there? Yeah, he's no, but he's got a smoker for la carne, güey. You know, I end up haciendo la carne and, um, and it just feels like it's, it's a good vibe, man It feels like Estás en el parque, güey Because I see everybody eating Just chilling Hanging out Looking Pasándola bien Then we got the tunes In the back over there Yeah, the jams are going, wey DJ's fucking spinning them over there Yeah, and they're all the classics, dude Got some of that Fucking Motown He was doing some moldies earlier Fucking Acá pinche Fernando Yo ya chillando, wey Having some flashbacks When I was 12 I'm not your puppet You know, so We're just gonna You know Try to see if we could get uh, People to sit down And chit chat And you know Give us their experience Because I'm sure Some of these people Right here have uh, Interesting Interesting lives And interesting stories And A ver Pues a ver que A ver que cae A ver que cae Yeah fuck it Today we don't have The Esteban charm In case you're missing it I know <laughs> You know If I can We need that charm way. <laughs> so I guess you and I We're like Pobre, pobre Ramon Has me way With the the, the fucking don't look at me the, the backup I'm like Hey uh, I think I should calm it down And um, maybe you should say something for me Nah But Carry the show please No But like uh, So we're gonna We're gonna try to start getting some people right now uh, Be patient And uh, hopefully we can give you some, a, a good show <laughs> I don't know if they gotta be patient Ramon oh, just I just have to wait a few seconds And then uh, I know right I'll cut a ver, okay. But there's a guy con un titere, I think. Yeah. Oh, she's out there? Oh, yeah. yeah, he's got the strings. He's making something, dude. A ver, we'll take so some pictures. You don't have to Google, Google it. That's a, it's a fucking puppet. Yeah, it's just a puppet. Un titere. <laughs> All right, so um, we'll take a small little break, and uh, we'll get right back at you. If we don't talk to another fucking yeah. three people. All right. It's, it's, yes. it's just uh, we, we, you, Consistency is a, is a key mm, And I love All day. Yeah I, I mean, just love that Like This wasn't a hobby Like you guys had a vision And you guys stuck with it You know what I mean Yeah and it started just Um I mean, we, when we get together, we just start talking shit and laughing <laughs> yeah, and everything. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah. Um, the, Esteban's not here, but he's not like, hey, man, we should record this. This yeah, should yeah. be a podcast. Yeah. And then that's, that's what we needed, a little, that, just that idea. From Based that's on cool. that idea, we, you know, we, we, we started getting into it. And, yeah. yeah. And look at us now, you know. And now we've met interesting people. Wait, look at us now. I know. <laughs> I mean, look at us now in the sense that, like, you know, we're right here. We're sitting down. We're, we're, we're you know. We're you guys are what? A couple. Here's a second. You guys are couple episodes in like a couple hundreds oh, we right got, we're in the 113 114 all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
That's hey. Well, now, now we know if we need any like um, radio host for a movie or TV yeah, series. Yeah, there we go. No, yeah. <laughs> no, because I don't know what was I. The other day I was talking to somebody. I'm like, dude, it would be nice if we could like hook up with the Mayans yeah. and like have somebody right there. Like they're driving. Like, hey, what are you listening to? Oh, this podcast, dude. You got a shuffle. <laughs> and like, and then I was like, dude, that would fucking be weird, right? That would be there, dope. Yeah. That would be fucking dope. Like, <laughs> You're thinking big this week, you know? And just that right there, don't uh, get it going. Hey, yeah. it's, it could be possible. It's yeah. not far fetched. And no. but but see, even with that big endorsement, what will get you guys going is your uh, your stability. Like you you guys aren't just jumping in because podcasts are cool no. now. You guys have been around since 2017. You guys have the legwork to show over a hundred episodes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's not like, hey, you know what? Podcasts are hot right now. We should all make a podcast. You know what I mean? Like you guys been with it before before it became like the cool thing to do. I know, you know what right? I mean? Like the weekly thing does yeah. start to drag on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're ready to record or we've been recording? We've been recording. Just all right, in that's case good. Just, uh, <laughs> all right, so. All right, it's ready. Yeah, all right. we've been recording. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're uh, we're oh back here at from the streets to the sets for uh, celebrity meet, and we got with us uh, we got David Manzanales and we got Alex Ferrufino. Yes, sir. All right, the uh, the writer and producer and the director for a movie that you guys just worked on called what Sleeping Into Darkness. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. So tell us tell us about it, man. All right. So uh, I mean, it's a short film. Uh, um, it's about uh, a young man that is just trying to not follow in his father's footsteps. Um, his father's incarcerated, and uh, he comes from a, a hard background, you know. And uh, what we wanted to portray is um, the, the we wanted to humanize that mm-hmm. story. Instead of showing him as a cholo, we wanted to show him as a man trying to get out of a certain environment. But how sometimes those environments hold hold on to you. Yeah, you know. So we shot it. Uh, 2018 December, almost a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we shot it about. We started shooting December 14, 2018, and it took us five days. But you know, just to piggyback of what he said, like literally, like David David sat down and he wrote the script, and you know, like we're so used to seeing Chicano culture to being very stereotyped. Yes. And um, I think our goal was to really just focus on humanizing the characters. Not just Steve. Steve is Steve Yeager is the lead character, and he plays Juanito in it. But it was literally our focus to give him a, a voice. And because I feel like that's missing still in the Chicano culture. So I think he did a pretty good job when he wrote it. And then I just fell in love with it. And I was like, I'm going to do my best to just humanize him. And it's about general incarceration, a topic that's been, been going on for years. But really, people don't want to touch it because they're all focused. Focus on the DACA and and the Me Too movement and the gay right movement, which is cool and I respect. But there's more there's more voices, especially as a Latino. There, I think feel like there's more voices to be heard. And we wrote it and and it was just a year ago, and here we are now with you guys. Yeah, I remember I remember uh, because we we follow uh, David over here, and I remember he would post things up like, "Hey, just starting first day of shoot," and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "All right," you know, we, we hit the little like, you know, like, oh, whatever, and yeah. then you know. He would put up pictures of behind the scenes type of deal and everything. I'm like, oh, okay. And then when you put the short, mm-hmm. and you put a little clip on it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is this looks good. You know, this is interesting. You know, this is, this hey, is like, real funny. You know, it's funny though. I get a lot of people that would see the the trailer and they look at Alex and I. You know, we got tattoos and we're fucking. You know, we're two essays from and, neighborhoods. And I've I've had like. 
you did this? Yeah. <laughs> and I laugh. I said, as opposed to someone else? Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, what, yeah. What does that mean? But it's good. It feels good. No, it's good because uh, one thing we always keep talking about, and I think Venice, uh, mm-hmm. she's always um, um, advocating for, is that we need more writers. We need more directors. You know, we need more mm-hmm. to put, to make more believable roles for the raza. It's enough about being the cholo, being the servant, the mechanic, the, the you know, the, the housemaid or the, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, just yes. the ring regular maintenance man or or person right and when she said this I'm like yeah you know we do need this and then all of a sudden like maybe a day or two later you put up I'm like shit this is pretty good you know and I'm glad she talked about it and you guys have been talking about it because that was something that when we wrote this I was like you know what there's a lot of good shows and there's a big push for Latino content in in mainstream media but there's always like the Cholo is driving like a hundred thousand dollar lowrider or something like (laughs) that and that's not the reality and you know, it, yeah. it's not, you know, and you just driving it on a Tuesday, you know, and it's like they 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 want to put these stereotypes in mm-hmm. the media because that's what they think being Latino is. Yeah, and I said no, bro. Like let's just show us exactly from our. Like, I can't wait to do a TV series and put all the S's in the little Honda. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> that that's the reality. Hatch, the little hatchback, little hatchback yeah. you know, like, and, and they're and they're all bitching like, hey, who's gonna put for gas? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like those those are the those are the ones that we used to fucking so, yeah, uh, connect and just go with it but now like I, I, I agree with like I agree with um with David I, I we can't get mad we can't get mad at at people doing our stories that we're not doing it ourselves mm-hmm. there we go no but it sounds like like you made the the movie that needs to be made because you know normally we're yeah we're the cholo but we're always a stereotypical cholo like mm-hmm. you're saying yes and it's not like not the person the cholo it's the cholo that yeah the the, the, the facade and vision yes. the facade yes. of what yes. yes. the fucking hardcore dudes <laughs> Fucking the hundred thousand dollars <laughs> all chromed out. You know? Yeah, yeah I was a stereotype. We, I'm all, we we've seen the movies. Like there was one with uh, I believe it was uh, was it Jacob? No, not Jacob Vargas. Um, where he's uh going to Palisades. He's a football player. He lives in East Los, and his brother's a cholo. And oh, oh what's is um, it? Um, is it uh, crazy? Sale la esta. Oh, yeah, the, crazy beautiful. Yeah, crazy beautiful. Yes, yes. You know, yes. and that one that one was like, really kind of close because it's like you know the bus. Yes, you know, every, I, the, I, the, the, uh-huh. we all had either we took the bus to like yeah. thirty miles from our home because it's got a better school. And yeah, whatever. yeah. And you know, waking up at five in the morning and catch the bus. <laughs> and I, when I saw that, I'm like, oh wow, that's that's pretty interesting take on it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, and it's it's just uh, it was one of those that were kind of connected. Now the whole story behind it was you know totally different. You yes, know, crazy wet, rich, <laughs> privilege, of course. And know. you know, he ends up banging it downhill like, from there. Yeah, like, yeah, like After yes. the bus ride, he was we, like, "We got one, <laughs> another one." <laughs> but, but it was it was a good take on it, and I remember feeling that for that movie. But then later on, then yeah, you have the stereotypical cholo, you know, just all hanging out, drinking and smoking, and trying to rob somebody, or whatever, which. Part of it is true It's reality But, yeah. but yeah. not everybody's like that I remember no. having friends That were cholos And they were great artists You know They were great poets And writers And everything But it's just that That, that, that pressure mm, Yeah For yeah. them to stick with the homies And you know Like the family yeah, and, 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 and we're prideful The pride I would just pride. say We're it's prideful pride. that, uh, yeah. This color skin yeah. Comes with pride You know Exactly So, so I could understand um, Why people fall into these situations And stick with them Yeah um, And with the movie We want to show 
the shitty outcome. You know, that was that was also the biggest key point of the movie. Yeah, it was it's not a happy ending. I, it doesn't end nice. Uh, spoiler alert! No, spoiler alert! <laughs> My bad. But you also guys said that you guys got picked up by HBO, right? Yes. So. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it's we, so, I'm still on cloud nine. All right, so uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we got rejected by a ton of film festivals, and I mean, it's too real it, one. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> no one knew how to take it. So too like, real. Sorry. That, that is that's probably no too one knew right. how to take it. Know. So like, ah, oh, sorry, this doesn't fit our programming. It's, too grimy, it's, too, it's not a, one of one of the emails was it's not a crowd pleaser. Oh yeah, it's oh, not a crowd shit. pleaser. Wow. I said, well, a crowd please HBO, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when that happens, fucking, you must have been like, yeah, bitches, let me type back. Yeah, type it was back. it was about forty three rejections of mm-hmm. film festivals before we even got the official Latino Film Festival. Shout out to David, David, um, Danny Hastings, that he created a, 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 a platform, a, a festival, a platform, but not for, not for, La, not for Latino Americans, Lat, not for Latino outside of America, but Latino Americans. Like yeah. it's it's all Chicanos or just Puerto, Puerto Rican or Central American. You know, it's all just people that are born and raised in the Americas, but they're from Latino backgrounds, and that's what he was focusing. And he showed us mad love, and he told us, he told us. Yeah, you guys are part of the Finch Festival, and then it's because of that festival we got HBO. Where was this festival held at? All right, so uh, the the way he did it, he did um, one out in New York, and then a semifinal in New York, a semifinal here in LA, and then I think one in Chicago and one in Miami or Florida somewhere. And then once the semifinalists won there, he had a large one out in uh, Palm Desert, Palm Desert, California, and that's where which he, Coachella Valley. Okay, yeah. And he flew in all the winners from the semifinals from all the, you know, from the little four corners of America, you know? All right. And everyone was there. And, you know, it was the craziest thing because we, like I said, we took so many losses, like so many rejections that that night we ended up winning the best film of the whole festival. festival. And then we also won a, a second subdivision. HBO got picked up on, on his uh, film festival. And we're the first ever HBO Latino short film competition winners. So we're the first ones ever to win this competition, which got us a two-year deal with HBO, but it's also giving us representation. So they want to groom Alex and I and really help us in this push of like Latino American and Latino American content. So it's it's it doesn't seem real because yeah because we're in the mix right now and nothing's happened yet, but we know it's happening. If that makes sense, you know. I mean, we already know they're already setting up meetings for us and. They, and it doesn't feel real, if that makes sense, you know. But hey, shout out to HBO, shout out to Danny Hastie <laughs> and all of them, like for seeing something in us. Because we just said, hey, we're not going to make this for them. We're going to make this for us. I want my people, because that was originally what we said. I said, hey, Alex, I'm not writing this for the white ones. Yeah. I'm, I, I want I want the homie to watch it and be like, damn, I felt something. Yeah. I want big homies, no matter where they're from, to see it and understand from it. Like, oh, I, I that's real. And I feel like we accomplished that, you know? So. Shit. <laughs> so that, 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 that chingong way, that all those rejections and then at the end, yeah. oh, bro, it's something yeah. that big, you know? Like, Thank you. Fuck yeah, because the human of the human human in us is like fuck these festivals or be like yeah. hey, bro, hey, you, know, bro. Hey, you know how we it's, are bro. Like, real, bro. but yeah. David said it's the skin it bro, is, bro. <laughs> it is bro it's like we like after one after another and we just like get the emails and the, the emails are not the emails are not personal they're very gen- generic robot like yeah. you know they're like hey by the way I'd rather say like no I'd just rather get a plain no yeah. than a fucking long ass excuse of a robot yeah. email saying why it's a half ass excuse it doesn't tell us why 
Like, what, what, what did we do wrong? Yeah. You know? And not only that, the worst thing is when you get one of those emails and you're reading it, so in your mind, you already have a certain voice. Yeah. <laughs> right? You have a certain voice that you're reading it with, you know? Yeah, it's like, like, you know, it's like... It's it, fucking it, Becky yeah, or, yeah, or Kimberly or Rebecca. No, but they're always signed off by fucking uh, Becky or Rebecca or Karen. You know, like, when you read the name, you're like, oh, of course we didn't get picks. Yeah, of course she didn't Rachel. pick us. Yeah, like, they don't know this world, you know? They don't want this. Oh, and it's cool. You know what? We the film is not for everybody. And that, that also comes with, with film and this industry. You know what I mean? Uh, unfortunately, you need the notoriety or you need someone to back you before everyone starts backing you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even within these last, like, few weeks with the HBO, I've had so many friends, and I'm not trying to hype me, but I'm just saying, I've had people hit me up on Instagram, like, oh, I would love to get coffee, or hey, bro, hey, I've been thinking about this script, and I'm like, where were you? Yeah, bro, you never talked to me, like, all of a sudden, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I was going to say something, but uh, so I still keep it on myself. How, how, did, how did you two come into to, to working together? Oh, man, well, it's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy story. It's a simple one, but a very crazy one, so we both went to the Los Angeles Film School different years, and then um, when he signed up for it, I was I was not a teacher, I was more like a teacher aide mm-hmm. for the for, for the film school, and I was just teaching a portion of the of the camera department with her, and that's how we met 2012. This is the one across the arc light, right? Yes, the, the, the yeah. one off of Sunset. Yeah. And um, we met there, and then it's been it's been it's been it's been. But six, seven years. But now? once again, back to the skin thing. So I go in there, and the instructor is a, a white chick, really nice lady, and she knows camera department. She's worked in the film industry for years, and he was the teacher's assist, uh, assistant. And I walk in, and I just see this homeboy, and like it's like we, the the flags like, what's up, fool? What's up, fool? You know what I'm saying? You know how it is. So yeah. it's like, what's up? What's up? And there wasn't no no nothing nothing funky, but it was still like, what's up, fool? Yeah. And I'm the only little brown guy in there tatted. He's the only guy tatted So I'm like What's up dog And we chopped it up One day after that You know And uh I liked his vibe and I saw how his hustle and then we just it, we just started working on other projects and then I started seeing like yo this man got a got a vision that I don't put down mm-hmm. I'm not that's why I'm not the director but I said yo but I could write some shit so that's how we became like a duo I said bro let's uh let's just let's tag team let's tag team this you know what I mean like, let's collab yeah it's crazy because like I've I've been in the film industry since I was 18 years old I'm, I just turned 31 so I've been I've been at it for a while and just, just just to find somebody that has your back like almost like if we were in a neighborhood and we were game banging like he has my back in the sense of like he got my back no matter what like wherever I go he goes or wherever he goes I go and it's been dope and just to like really put our foot down a year a year and a half ago and just write this project and just be like you know I got your back you got my back and not only that like there's a lot of things there's a lot of history even between us that you know he's from Sacramento. He's from the Norte. What you're Bakersfield or Sacramento? Sacramento. Sacramento. Oh shit! Yeah. I thought you were Bakersfield. No. I know you were a Norteño. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And I'm a hey, and interview's I'm, done. <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm a, a sureño, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. you know what? The, the thing about performing arts and entertainment business, and the one thing I appreciate the black culture is like when it comes to the the entertainment world, I feel like it's a universal language. Yeah. And I feel like we just want to tell art, we just want to tell stories, and we have the similar the similar the similar voice, the similar stories. So, like, it was just easy. Like, and I feel like even now, like he's my brother. 
Like I, I think I feel like I know this guy for 20 years now. He's got your back. Yeah, he all got day, my back. Right now, when you said that, it reminded me. Did you guys ever see the movie The Town with Ben Affleck? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Ben Affleck walks in, like, hey, I need you. Uh, you can't ask me why. You can't, you know, this or that. But I need you to fucking go help me out and take care of some business. Whose car we're driving? <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Simple as yeah, that, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, simple as that. And I think like even that, like I got big homies because I'm from a neighborhood, yeah. and the the, the 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 homies literally like gave me the passage of like, you know what, bro? You do your thing as a kid, as a youngster. You doing your thing now. You're putting us in a big different map. And then just to get the appreciation from people that I've looked up to and I have that I have respect to, and they'd be like, bro, it doesn't matter what you do, bro. Just do you and do it right, and give all each give all of us a voice. Like you're 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 giving hope to young kids that you grew up the way you grew up and that's I think that's what me and David were about like and I think it doesn't matter where both we come ends from too because even like you know my father was incarcerated so I grew up with I grew up with gang ties and all that stuff but no one no one gives me no funk from where I'm from when I go back they all love me and and it's reciprocated because they know like real like real recognize real they know I'm out here for my people I'm out here to put a voice and show show another side you know and then you know even with this HBO win to me it's it's a big bigger thing Thing because, uh, like, yo, usually right now, they if you're tatted in Mexican, they want you in the film industry, but as a background actor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we have all these shows and we could get real cholos on them, right? But I said, no, fuck that. I said, why can't we be the one developing this and making this, you know? Yeah. So so that's what we're out here but pushing. But we got to get our foot in the door. Hey, that's exactly. It, that's know? what it is. You got to get in. And, and I think that's, that, that says a lot to, I guess, for the event that we're in, you know, mm-hmm. from the streets to the set. Oh, hey, yes. shout out to Bernice. Yes, Bernice uh, right there, yes. Know, and um, she, uh, well, we're going to get her. Uh, you know, we'll talk to her, but it's just um, you know her vision and everything. And when we had her on on on, on our episode, where she just walked up to us and it's like we weren't expecting. She just yeah. walked up to she us. Walked and up she walked up to Ramon. We yeah. Really know. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, he's over here being a groupie watching the Esteban play. Yeah, we want to go watch, help Esteban. And I came back grab a water, and he was like talking uh, to her. Uh-huh. And I came back like almost an hour later, and he was still like entranced. I was. We gotta I, talk to her. Dude, we gotta she, talk to her, bro. She's like that though. Dude, she, She's boss yeah. all day. She's you know, boss you, all day. You know, what, you know one thing about her that I really appreciate, like from the streets to the set, like, but just her as a person, like, she is one person that the eleventh, what twelfth or eleventh film festival that we've been in, she has not missed one. She's yes. been there. Yes. She drove to Oakland with her team. She drove to Palm Desert with her yeah. team. Yeah, she's yeah. been there to the first one, to the last one where we won. Like, she has supported us in so many ways that, like, what she's doing. Like I, we tell we tell her like you you part of the squad like you part yeah. of the fan yeah and she has a bigger vision and you know what I love about her is that she you know it's overwhelming you know it's scary but you know what she just gets up and does it that's <laughs> it know? she just gets up and does it you and, know what and I mean? that's and that's the thing and it goes back to like you know and my 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 respects for you guys forty three rejections. Mm. 43 rejections How do you And in our, in our Talking like, all kinds of shit you know, oh, like, bro. 43 rejections And, and you're like you, you really believe in this project But nobody sees it And if they do see it They either want to change it Or like It's not too appealing or, Yeah or yeah yeah, and, yeah. And that's bullshit too Because they say There's no audience for these things And then you do Look at the stats And fucking Latinos Spend more money now Going to the movies Going to the movies yes. Than fucking it, almost any other And it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, What yeah, movie yeah, it yeah, is Yeah that's you, true You could go from A romantic comedy To a fucking 
fucking gangster ass film and they were, we're filling up the seats. Yeah, and, yes. and, and they're saying there's no audience. Fuck exactly, that exactly. But that's, that's, their agenda. Agenda. that's their yeah. scope, you know? Like they don't know it. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why I was like, you know what? Uh, we just kept it pushing, man. Because I ain't gonna lie, there's sometimes, yo, even outside of being mad, it, it gets to you you're like, fuck, man, maybe we suck, bro. <laughs> like, what are, what are no, we watching? To, yeah. What are we watching, bro? All that rejection has to fuck. I like, it like, fucks with you. You know what I mean? It fucks with you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, I, I, but like you said, that's what they want. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's what, they, they discourage want to you. Yeah, you. Yeah, they discourage you. And if you can't hang on, you're going to get out. You I, know? Think, I think we met like maybe nine years ago. Yeah. Like in 2010, Yeah, 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 yeah. We met. And ever since then, you've always been, I've always known about you or heard about you or seen your stuff. Yeah, but thank it, you. Before Instagram, it was Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You had your, your only see the good. <laughs> yes, sir. You only yeah, had yeah, your yeah. product and you're pushing it. You're always taking pictures. You're working on this. You're working on that. I'm like, damn, this guy, this guy's, you know, this guy's hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that, that shit's tiring. It is. <laughs> you know, that shit's tiring. I don't know how it is. I don't know how yeah. he's doing it. And then some of them, you can see that you're starting a project and then you don't hear about it. I'm like, oh, maybe it, it fell through. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he was excited. And yeah, it fell yeah. through and it's like, ah, poor guy, you know? I'm like, bro. Poor Rato right there. But I'm like, hey, you know what? He can deal with it. Some of us, some of us can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us, you know, the first no, and then we just like, right away, <laughs> you know, we fall apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you, what, what is your, what is your, your, your fire that, that like, you know, after. It's a fire in your ass. With yeah. Your ass. What is it? I mean, because you get, you've, you've gotten rejected. I've gotten you, a lot of rejections. You had a lot of projects that fell that through. That don't go nowhere. And you push it and you push it and you still keep going. What is that? Hey, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I was, I was in the military. I didn't. Uh, I, I was did. about to say that. I think <laughs> it's the military. No, but for real. Like, I, I, no, but. Discipline? Um, I, I, I lost, I lost uh, five guys. Guys out there, and one, one of them was, was this big homie Jesse Infante. I love you, bro. Uh, he was the only guy that saw something in me when I got in the military. I was young, dumb, and knucklehead. Yeah. And he was this big homie that just Chicano as well, and put his arm up like, like, hey, bro, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna groom you. He, he was like a homie in the military, so he, he taught me. The, the, the ropes of like how to really be disciplined and how to like play the game you know it's, it's a game everywhere like he's like yo just learn how to play the game when you're outside of uniform be you when you're in uniform you signed up stupid so you better know how to play it so he <laughs> yeah. he, he peeped game to me he gave me game well I lost I lost five guys on, on a mission um uh, to an ID explosion, and uh, he, him, and another buddy, uh, Kevin Kessler, was in that mission in, 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 that, in that vehicle, and they both have kids that they were both they both left with their their wives expecting babies, so their their children will never know their the heroes that their their fathers were. Then four days later, I got hit. A suicide bomber hit my vehicle, and I mean, I got a concussion and whatnot. My homie in the back got hurt, but like, we didn't die. And it ate with me. And I was just, I've always been creative. And I just knew when I was done with the military, I was like, yo, like, I can't let nothing go in vain. Because I would always be like, yo, why did I make it? And they didn't. So that's why I'm always pushing for, like, real positivity and real, like, uh, like, uh, what do you say? Like, like, I just can't, I just can't waste my time, man. You know what I mean? Because I never knew why I was still here. Yeah. And I said, well, yo, if, if my thing is to be creative, at least let my creativeness, like, have some sort of backing. That's why, like, only see the good was about positive like only see the good man shit sucks but fuck it only see the good and then even with this movie like I said like yo I'm gonna put on for my folks like I'm not making it for white America I'm making it for brown America for black America for for yellow America for all the people that are in the struggle 
I'm making it for them. And if they like it, then everyone else will like it. And then here we are, uh, going to be in HBO 2020, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that's what pushes me is there, there's something I, I've, I've always been dealing with since the, those incidents where I'm like, yo, I got there's a reason I got to do something and not let let not just waste my time, man, because I never knew why I got hit just as hard and, and nothing happened. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. Sorry if I took it too no, deep. No, you know no, what I mean? Sorry if I took it too no, deep. Trust you know what me, I mean? It's real. But, but it's yes, real. You yeah, know? Yeah, and not only yeah. that, but I, I can see the 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 that that fire, that passion, Thank or, you. or that, yes. that purpose now that you have. Thank you. You know, yeah. because you you have to honor your your fallen comrades yes, and yes. your fallen buddies, and and you're like, okay, why? And it's that whole the, the what is the survivor's guilt? Yes, 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 yes. yes. That why did I survive and not them? Mm-hmm. Type of deal and so this is what drives you this is what that's what pushes me all the time I said man I'm gonna get this yeah I'm gonna get this in honor you know what I'm saying in honor of them you know yeah wow look dude I got goosebumps and just fucking (laughs) (laughs) just like just listening to that story and, and, and hearing it and not only that but I mean this is me just talking about you lived it mm. you know and a lot of the listeners are hearing this and there might be some that connect with it like holy shit you know yeah yeah and like you know there might have been an instance where they were in a car crash or they yes. were in a drive-by yeah, or, yeah. Like, or, or like if they were you know just whatever happened a life death a life death scenario and why why me why me yeah why and why then me? you know you make the best of it sometimes you know I, I've, I've had friends that had that why yes. me and I've lost them to drugs and alcohol and and that's the biggest thing too is like I hope by stating this out loud because I don't really tell people yeah, it's he only been I, I, it's I'm only a, been recently that I'm now witness, like, like, even like, me telling you guys this like I don't tell no one that most people don't know like my service shit I don't really tell them that and they wouldn't expect it when they see me all tatted and shit they're like oh you're in the army and this, yeah, guy, yeah, right. and this guy carries a smile bro his oh. smile's contagious I always tell him like I don't like taking pictures so I'm always me mugging but this guy has a smile bro it's contagious and when people see that smile they like literally look at him like like, wait, you were blown up or you served the military? Like, they don't even, they don't even, like, know because you don't share it or he keeps it private and personal and I get why, but, like, he carries this charismatic and this, this, this vibe that people don't realize, like, this guy's gone through shit and he's still, you know, like, he's so, he's still pushing hard. Well, and I, I just want people to know, like, it's not fake. Like, like, it's not fake. And I got my own issues, right? But, man, like you said, you, it's like fight or flight like when you go through something traumatic any traumatic shit either you can let it consume you or you can find a way to say yo that's just an experience that I went through and I'm not gonna let it define me so now I'm gonna so that's why I said fuck it like this shit makes me go like these type of things being sitting here with you guys seeing what you guys are doing and building for us and stuff and sitting here I'm like damn this is what this is what I was doing it for like to to have these conversations and like to show like it's cool and I appreciate it Appreciate the love, you guys. Oh, Thank yeah. you. No, no Thank problem, you. man. It's like you know, and, and you're right. You know, sometimes we, you know, and it's because we haven't seen each other for the longest. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We give the support, you know. Okay, same, like you same, know what? Yeah. He puts up like, yeah, fuck it. You know what? It's you know, let's add those likes because yeah, it adds yeah. to the algorithm. It, adds, it does. It does. It adds yeah. to, and it pushes you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, all right, boom. You know, I, you know, we know them. I can see the stories. And sometimes, you know, we live off of the stories. You know. Yeah, yeah. We won't comment or I won't comment because it's like, oh, you know. For whatever reason Yeah, yeah 
but I'm like, all right, let's give them the like, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. or a little thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 social media. Like, I know, dude. Yeah. I, dude. I'm just new to this Instagram. Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe a year old. And it's crazy. As much as I mean, as much as people don't want to be on it, it's part of the it's industry. Part of the now. industry. It's part you know? of like, especially in the entertainment business. Like, if you're not on those platforms, it, it just it could be only one. You have to be in one of them. Yeah. You know, just to keep just to keep your your name, Relevant. your legacy, yeah, your brand moving, alive, yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people use it in the industry too. Cause uh, I have a cousin that makes little like uh, music videos. Okay, yeah. But he's always working. He's doing little highlights, but a lot of them, and he go just on Instagram. Everything's on Instagram. Yeah, he goes, yeah. Everybody hit it. This is a little clip of his video on Instagram. Hits him up. Pay how much for fucking music video? That's what he does. We consistently doing little music yeah. videos. Yes. And it's yes, all yes. through Instagram. Yeah, yeah. People, yep, make yep, money, people make a living and money off social media. His, his website looks like an <laughs> AOL fucking page. Because <laughs> like you made it once, and then goes, no one's ever looked at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so what's next for the duel? You know for Alex. Uh, Man. Man. I, well, we picked up a management, so we were now represented by somebody. So hopefully, they're gonna show us stuff that we that we don't know and put us in these doors or in these meetings that we, everybody wants to be in in the film industry. So we got that about a week ago, actually. So we, yeah. got, we got in right before that. Hey, 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 no, bro. <laughs> no, you do no. podcast? No, 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 no. Season to season. No, no, no. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not even. But. Um, I think I think our I, next I, goal is a big uh, feature. Yeah, so I have a feature written, and uh, I want to do the same the same route that we did on this short. I want to do the same thing. Like, look, uh, let's just give it our all and make sure, like, let's focus on the story and make sure the story is real and compelling, and then it'll do its own thing. Like, we won't need to do it. We just got to help create it and then let it do its thing because that's really what the movie did. We connected with people and had such a good story and got amazing actors. Like, man, like... I got mousy and, and magic and magic from blood oh. and blood in the movie, and I'm thinking like, how well, the hell did I get that? Well, mousy was from my my, my vida loca. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sadie Lopez. Yeah. yeah, she's playing Susan Quintanilla, uh, not Susan. So Naomi, she plays the love interest. She's playing Susan, Susan in the new Selena series. Oh, okay. And then yes, um, I heard about the mom it. is playing by Sadie Mousy. Is playing the mom, oh. Selena's mom. So it's crazy. And then we have Steve Viega from On My Block from Netflix. And then we got. Magic and um, from Blood and Blood Out, which he plays also Zora's brother. He gets his head chopped off. <laughs> but you know, and it's funny because Sadie and Victor were the first two to respond to the script and said yes. Yeah, our two big actors at the time of the short, they're like, yeah, we'll do it. How, how do you guys go about like? Okay, so when you wrote it, I know that's a part. That's what he's getting. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna try to work in the podcast. So <laughs> you with the podcasting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, somebody's driving me Like, hey, what are you listening to? A podcast What, what is that? Oh, Chicano Shuffle Hey Damn, there we go Hey, hey, hey number the plug I got you, bro <laughs> No, but like I know that like A lot of writers A lot of people Directors When they're writing something They envision someone Funny is That's exactly what we did I wrote this with everyone in mind I said, look We don't have a lot of money I don't even know Like, like at the time I was like I don't know Sadie and, and Victor But to me Like, I get starstruck off them Because I grew up off those movies yes. There's huge A-list actors That I've been on set with Just whatever I, I don't care But them I was like Oh my god That's magic ah, you know, 
right? Like, I was like, oh, shit, that's putos, what's up, homie? Yeah. Right? Like, I'm like, what the hell? I got magic. But, um, no, I, I wrote it with everything in mind. Like, I was like, all oh, right, bro, Steve, we're not, like, that's your compa, so he has no choice. He's going to be in our film. Every, you know, like, I just wrote it with everyone in mind. And then what no we did. Auditions, no, oh, auditions. no auditions, by the way. No auditions. No auditions. We sent whatsoever. it to the ones we didn't know. I just sent it to their agent and mocked up some emails stating, like, hey, look, I'm doing this for my folk, like, for my people. I don't have, like, just yeah. read it. And if you are interested, please let me know. And, and sure enough, Victor and Sadie were the first two hit us up first. And then I go to the guys, uh, and I was like, hey, uh, we have some actors that want to do this movie, but we have no budget, no date, no nothing. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. And the team got to it, and now we're here. And that was, that that was, was fucking awesome. That was Thank September, you, bro. Yeah. September 2018. Yeah, yeah, that was one year ago, bro. Yeah, yeah September like, 2018, and then four months, uh, three months after that, we shot it. We shot it in December. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, man, running around. Like, Where did you guys shoot it at? All around the valley. All around the valley besides Elysian Park. Elysian Park, yeah. Oh, we did okay. a, We yeah. did Elysian Park. For like a lookout scene Oh and then uh, the jail scene The jail scene we use uh, Pitches Pitches out in Valencia Yeah oh. pigeons Oh p- Yeah pitches Yeah because yeah, I trip out Because like I'm yeah. coming down Like it's pitches I'm like yeah It's really pitches <laughs> <laughs> it's Right really, next to Six Flags Yeah When we're, when we're coming back uh, From um, Merced yeah. yeah And we're coming down And as soon as we come down The you know The Gorham Or you know The, the pass And we're like Hit Santa Clarita Yeah yeah And then As soon as you pass That 76 Yeah And then there's a sign right there Pitches State Prison yeah. I'm like yeah it's bitches yeah. <laughs> so we shot the jail scene there which yeah. is the opening scene where Steven is Steve and Victor which they're their father and son moment and that's how you open up the film it's like you know you see the cycle you see the dad in jail still And he's like Alright stop The rest of the They have to see HBO You know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just no, kidding no, how did, no, I just, no, I just My question is a- the HBO part. Max is coming out I know, right? <laughs> All like, platforms How do you how, Now how do you reach out To the county Or to let you film In a prison Oh man Because I'm sure That that right there It is, took a lot It was so work. hard I Shout out to the team Shout out to my bro John He's a, he's our, our Other member of Four Ways um, Man it just Bugging Persistence Man we had to Submit all these papers work and it was it was funny because we go over there and the the guard that showed us around was so cool right and i was i thought i'm used to them kind of being off especially when me and alex went with our hat backwards and like you know they're like oh. they're like one of them yeah Inside. So, yeah and you know you always expect like the stereotype or the you know so yeah. he was really cool but the day we were shooting i show up in my car and i have me this guy uh steve, steve and someone else and the officers would not let us in they're just like uh you need to pull over oh, And they make shit. us pull over To the side And I'm like I'm showing them My permit My doc Like look IDs at, IDs I'm like look bro Like I have everything Permitted through the, through the county I've already paid Your guys people You guys I already have guards in here That are know we're filming Like we did everything right And they were just like No you need to go over And then as soon as Like the other officer Sorry I forgot his name But he comes through He's all happy <laughs> <laughs> They all tone down They all oh, tone down yeah. Oh oh they're moving Now they're Oh they're oh. making a move 
movie. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, asshole. That's what I was telling you the whole time with these damn documents in my page. Like, yeah. yeah until At the same like, time, we're visiting cousins, but yeah. We were like, you know, so, uh, yeah, but, because, uh, what was it, about two years ago, was it? Uh, we, we interviewed um, uh, Big Puppet and Little Puppet. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So we were at the Montebello Art Fest, and the same thing I asked them. Like, hey, I know that you guys were submerged for a week in the prison. Yeah. They were the only actors. Uh-huh. Everybody else was real. The cops, the, 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 the guns. The guards. Yeah. The guards, yeah. the guns. Everything was real except for the camera crew and the actors. What'd they say? Yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was, um, it was pretty tricky. Yeah, that's tight. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was like, it was, because I think Puppet was talking to another, I, I can't remember who it was, but they were filming American Me and Blood In, Blood Out simultaneously. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. So they were comparing notes between Puppet and another actor from that, from mm. Blood In, Blood Out. I can't remember who it was. And they're like, oh yeah, did you guys do this? No, today we got this. Oh, today we had a shutdown because there was a riot or <laughs> shit like that. You know, I'm like, wow, yeah, well, we did too. You know, all these crazy things. So I'm like, wow, it must be a little stressful because you're in there. You have to make sure that everything's right. But at the same time, Copa's in there. Yeah. You're like, well, how can we take advantage of this? Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. crazy because Magic told us a couple of blood and blood out insights when he was on set. He said, like, just to calm the crowd down, they're like, production had, production had to, like, bribe them with pizza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they would know? do things like that. They yeah. would do things like that because <laughs> even Magic said, once the crew went into the St. Quentin, that was it. It was on them. There's waivers and everything. Like, yeah. you're shooting yeah, a movie yeah. with a, a live active prison. And um, yeah, it's we're crazy. Not respo- if you got held hostage or, yeah. or something, we're not responsible. Yeah, we well, did that the Harlan, the fucking yeah. prison. Remember? Yeah. The fucking- mm. well, him and I used to work. We- years ago we did some work at uh, structure cabling for um, California Youth Authority okay yeah and the yeah. same thing for us we had to sign waivers yeah. and everything uh, but uh, for us I remember uh, there was a in the crew that we yeah, had guys that there, was, that day, there was guys that was smoke right and I guess they would just flick their, their butts next like two days later we all get riled up and like hey wherever the fuck is smoking stop because what you're doing now is you're adding currency to the prison because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it still had tobacco and they're taking it breaking it apart <laughs> yep, and that's true. how yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought you were going to say when the fucking screwdriver oh, was missing oh well, that one <laughs> then a screwdriver was missing we were shut down they we were working from like down. 3 to 11.30 yeah we didn't leave that day till 4 until we found the screwdriver <laughs> I believe it. It, it yeah. makes sense, though. I get yeah. it. Yeah, it make, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I get it. But no, it's crazy. I give, I give it up to those filmmakers back then to go into those two prisons and just do what they did. It's, it, it's mad respect because to take a film crew in the live actor prison and anything can go down, it's on the production at that point. And it's, it's nuts But yeah It's yeah. crazy And um, yeah I think I think for us It's just Focus on a feature Feature It's funny Because we haven't shot Anything since the movie We've just been writing Well, Oh that's good We've well, been writing Honestly But, but honestly uh, You know With With uh, with no management and no nothing, you know, you you you're, hard you play every hat, you know. And I had a good friend of mine um, that, that also is in the in the entertainment, and he told me when he I showed him it when we first cut it and we had the first cut. I said, "Hey, bro, you want to watch it?" So he watched it. And he he liked it, right? And he was just like, "You know what you need to do, bro?" He goes, "Focus on this." He's like, because um, a lot of times when you're a creator, you create something, and then if it doesn't show at first or doesn't get the response you want, you just jump to the next. Like, okay. But he said, hey, this one, bro, just stick with it. Like, push it as far as you can, because this one, I remember that. there's something there. This is some, There's something there. And that's what we did. I said, look, bro, I have a lot of creative stuff that we can get onto, but let's let this wave wash its 
yourself out, and then we'll know we're ready for the next one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because you don't want to rush into something right away. Because yeah. Then that's that. You know. Because then you don't give it the love, and like if we because we're only a small four man team, and we work also, and we're doing or we're on another set doing other things. That if we aren't focused on pushing this, no one else is going to push it, and then it just falls short. So we stuck with this, pushing it anywhere, trying to get in here, getting people to come to the events and stuff. So it's it's finally it's paid off. You know, yeah. paid off. Yeah, yeah, it definitely yeah. did. Yeah, man. Just so I mean, don't don't lose that don't lose that spark. Thanks, bro. And yeah, yeah. because it's 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 impressive. I mean, honestly, it's like you know, dude. I mean, I don't know if I could take forty three rejects rejections, <laughs> man. And that's just this one project. Well, you know, I told him if if we get forty four, we're done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> if we get forty four, we're oh, done, bro. Man. <laughs> the next one is fucking gonna get an email back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> no, it's, dear it's, Tracy. It's, it's tough. It's tough, but I think that's I think that's why me and him balance each other really well. Like when I'm when I'm on my lowest or he's on his lowest, we're like, nah, bro, don't give up. And I think it's always good to have that type of support to fall back and like you know you feeling some type of way or you feeling that rejection. You're like, nah, bro, we got this, bro. They're just not seeing what we're, they're not seeing it. Or or even like you know being the hotheads. Like I want to pop off and be like, oh, I'm gonna be like call them out. You guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, nah, bro, we, we still represent, like, we're still a, a yeah. professional company. Yeah, like, we chill can't, out. Yeah, so I'm like, you ah, can't let you're the, right. the so, thug in you come yeah, out. so we, we have to balance each other out, you know? Check yeah. your balance. Yeah, we, yeah. we did kind of slip a couple times and call them out, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we tagged them, like, fuck you guys, and da 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 hey, I did, I did, man. That, that'd be good. good I got on Instagram and tagged the, the scenes, shit out of them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, bro. You know the ones that we did call out were the Latino festivals. Oh, yeah. Oh, those ones hurt more. Yeah, those ones. Those, those ones are a little stings because they're like, they, bro, they know. They yeah, they, 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 they know as an audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They should know better, but it's they play the politics. but they play the politics they play the, too. The, the, the you know, agenda of it is what it is. Mm. That's the game, like you said. That everybody's playing the game. Everyone is, yeah. So and the game's fucking rigged. So. <laughs> it is, yeah. Okay. So. so yeah, because I yeah I had a uh, compa a güero. He's a güero, and he like he was trying to do what you guys doing. I think he went for more than a year. Every time he fucking try to get it done, they're like, oh, so who, who represents you? He's like, uh, no one, because I'm trying to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, he's a wedo. If he's having trouble with yeah, yeah. Latinos, no Oh, mother, exactly. be, it's a fucking nightmare, bro. Yeah, like, you, no can't even, mama, you can't even set up a pitch meeting without representation. Yeah, it's all it's referrals. And you, even to get, a, even to sit down with an agent or a manager, you're going to have to have a referral. You can't just call the office. And yeah. when you walk into the office, they take your ID, they scan your ID, and yet you're part of the system. So now they know that you have been here before but it's one of those things bro a management or an agent you could have yeah. the most best talent in the world but if you don't know if you don't you know, know nobody, the person mm-hmm. you're, you're fucked you're screwed your talent won't be seen yeah. and that's how that really works the, the greedy the greediness of that is that fortunately that the agents and the managers have the power to get you into the networks the, the platforms that you want to be in but it's 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 hard and if it's hard for a white person or a yeah. white girl imagine for a Latino or Latino like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Much more. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. That's why black people created their own Hollywood. That's why they're doing their own things because they were they're getting the same treatment that we're getting, but they just they just did it right. And I give mad props to the black community for stepping up and being like, yo, like they're not gonna let us in. We're gonna find our way to we're get in. Ourselves, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that I think because we're a very prideful race. Yeah, we are. And we're a fucking hating race too. We hate on each other. Like, <laughs> I can't. 
I can't yeah, yeah. Like a bro- another brother Can't see another brother Driving a nice car Be like Ah it's fucking stolen Or they fucking Drug like money or- they, they hit that like With hatred Yeah I know guilty And I, I, and I think it, I think it hurts us though It yeah. hurts us As a community In yeah. the entertainment world At least No uh, overall yeah. Yeah. Overall yeah, We're always overall. talking about That how the fucking Our wrestlers always used to Pulling each other down you know? Yes Yeah yeah and, and this is what I guess what Chicano Shelf Is all about We wanna change that Mm. You know, we want to help each other out, like so that we don't have a problem when uh, we have, um, you know, Rasa like yourselves or anybody else. Say like, hey, if we can promote, we will. Yes. Sometimes we do get bombarded with like people, like you know, they'll hit us up, like, hey man, if you could interview me if you want to. I'm like, okay, yeah, but. What do you got going on? What you, what's what going on? Who are you? They yeah, don't even yeah. say I got a fucking movie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, if you want to hear me, I'm down. Yeah, okay. What do you do, bro? Like, pitch yourself, yeah. bro. Like, the thing is that yeah. we're here, we're, we want to help out the raza. You know, we're always promoting the little the, the little people. Not mm. the little people, but, but the, the up yeah, and yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. they got a small business. You know, we do the the art fest. We do the, the oh, what is it? The East LA Cape, which yes. is the East LA comic book. Okay, comic yeah, yeah, yeah. Con. You know, we, we, we work with them. And whenever we can, you know, like, you know. With you know, and when it, when Anish hit us up, it was like kind of like you know, not sudden, but it was like okay, we, we need let's see, sudden, yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. how are we gonna set this up? And normally we like to be all three of us here, mm-hmm. but because this is a good, this is actually we believe in this, you know. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, she made, I mean, she made a believer in me all day. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. we have some listeners right there. Like you know, I I, uh, I was just hearing from another uh, coworker that he's like, dude, I get my uncle the number you know because yeah. he looks all mean on thug and like you know <laughs> and you know he, they used to call him this and everything he's yeah. like 60 years old but he's lived yeah. he survived the fucking he's a survivor yeah. he's a survivor <laughs> and I'm all like hey we got nothing going on uncle here and I'm like oh shit and that's just you know someone I know mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure there's other there's other uh, listeners out there that might have done the same thing they looked into it like hey yeah, you know but yeah. let me say uh, you know this is what I got I'm really interested I got nothing else going on how can I how can we help each other out? Yeah. Well, that's what we need to do. Is like if, if we're if we're uh, if we're leading the way and we're building platforms, we got to use our platform to help each other, rather than being what we didn't want to be. You know. And we're no better than anyone else, you know? But at the end of the day, if we're all out here trying to create and trying to put a voice out there for ourselves, then that's what we need to do is keep empowering each other. Like, oh, yeah. cool. You got something? I'm going to hit like with love. Like, you know? no, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm gonna hit Not some, like, yeah. Sometimes it's the opposite. Yeah, I know. It, it is, right? You know, <laughs> it depends on the day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if I don't have my cella, then it's a different story. Yeah, you know? And it's just... <laughs> I do one of those two. And, you know, we got to help out each other. And it's not, it is not for us to try to see what they can do for us or anything no but it's just like look maybe us promoting you us mentioning you or whatever gets you that following mm-hmm. eventually right it'll it'll it comes come, around it comes around it always comes yes yeah, exactly. you know and that's the thing it's like I, I i truly don't want to do things just because like how many followers they got a hundred fuck that no i'm like hey whatever we can boom you know throw you out there and then next thing you know they start building if they build up and we build up you know we're built and then all all the time rises up. Yeah. All I ask yep, yep. is do the same for when someone needs it. Yes. You know, pay yes. it forward. Pay it forward. Pay it that's forward. It. Yep, yep. You know, if you're not, you're not going to do it for you're us. giving me chills now. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's the truth. Yeah, that's, we got to pay it forward. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, someone did it for me. You got to break gonna, that cycle too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We got to stop it. We got to stop this like. animosity. <laughs> this no, animosity. It's true. It's true because honestly, like, 
you know, I, I was telling Bernice, like, yo, you're a tough woman to get a crop a, a crowd like this in yeah. one place and it's all good and everything. It's it's a true testament because uh, 10 years ago, you couldn't do that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then on, on top of 10 that. 10 years in the 90s, imagine. <laughs> no, no, 90s or 25, 20 years, 25 years. No, no, but I'm saying when we're growing up, like, oh, yeah, no, this, way, yeah, you, yeah, you can't have this. But that, that, I couldn't even drive down a certain street to pick up the home. <laughs> but, but that's 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 slowly showing that the community wants sees it. Yeah, wants it. we want there's the a, change. There's an audience for yes. this. Like I was telling, I was talking to somebody here. I'm like, look, I've been in a lot of like white corporate America and a lot of white events for mixers and in, 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 and I feel so uncomfortable, bro. Because I'm like the the, black, the brown boy with tattoos and they're just looking me somewhere. But I'm right here. I feel home. Yeah, yes. I yes. feel home, I and like we could that. have that same power. We could have that same power in that in the, in our community. We're all entertainers. We're producers, writers, actors, um, radio, music, whatever it is that we're doing. Like if we all come together, we are forced to be reckoned with. And I think that's what they don't want. Yeah, mm. of course that's not what they want. You know what? Yeah, that's that's so true. Yes. You know, but uh, hey, you know, we you have guys, our own Latin Grammys, guys. Hey. Come on yeah. now. And, and as we've been going around to these different shows, yeah, we've we've now started seeing like the more positivity and more people working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's inspiring. It and, and that's because we've we grew seen up with. it. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're seeing it. Now, hopefully our listeners are listening to it and maybe they could experience it too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, share it and everything and, and maybe be part of it too. Yeah. You know? And yeah. open their minds a little bit. Yeah. To be like, you know what? There's more to just living a certain way. There's more to just being humans, being human no matter what. But being Latino is being Latino. And when you, like, it's funny, like, I I always tell people like when well, you're born and raised in LA or in Southern California or Northern California like it doesn't matter if you're Central American or you're Mexican I remember being in high school and Armenians used to say fuck Mexicans and the first dudes punching are Salvadoreños <laughs> you know what I'm saying but it's because that that, yeah. that just that's we're Latinos that's what yeah. that means fuck Mexican means you're, fu- you're saying fuck all the Latinos yeah, yeah that's pretty much that yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, they're yeah, saying yeah. and they just ball us all up together yeah, yeah they ball us up together and that's the thing like if we all find a way to just become that together. Yeah, and not yeah. to say that. Not become Mexican, but, but no, <laughs> become together. But not to say you don't have to understand everything, but you have to have an open mind to respect it. You know what I'm saying? Like just to respect and be. You know what? We're all in it together. We're all brown. We all have the same struggles some way, somehow. We all get. We all get stereotyped. We all get. We all get put in a in agenda. I've been. I drove the metro. I've been in the bus, and here comes sheriff department pro-operation. Like I've been. I've been through those. I've been through that Like I, I know And I think that's why I want to do films The films that we The film that we did And films like that Because I just want to touch And just give us a voice Like It's, it's funny you just said The, the, the train and the metro I take the train mm-hmm. And normally Randomly the, the metro people Come in and they scan your card yeah, yeah. To see mm-hmm. Dude There's this white lady Next to me And they come up to me And they ask me for my card I got no problem Boom And then they skip her <laughs> They skip her and they go to like the next black person or whatever yeah, like of course and I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I mean I'm not yeah. gonna call them I'm like hey what about her you know but, but I'm like but you see it but you know it's true you know it's there you know it's true you know it's true and that's crazy but that, 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 I, I've it's a reality I, yeah. I want and I, I think what David said like we, we can't we can't we can't get mad at people doing our stories that we're not doing it ourselves and I think stories like that need to be told but told in our in our lens in our perspective because one thing we get complimented about is that 
even, it doesn't matter if you're Latino with the compliment you get a lot is that shit was real I felt that they they don't sound like another thing that I, I love this script a lot is that when when you hear them talking and you're reading their dialogue they don't sound like hey que onda carnal they don't sound like that yeah they don't know? sound forced it doesn't sound forced it doesn't sound forced, it's forced yeah. you know yeah. and, and then they and we all know as Chicanos we all know that different decades come with different languages so you know when a, when a bigger homie saying carnal or all that you know it, it makes sense that, because you know that, that's part of his generation that's his part generation, of his generation yeah. but bro we my, not even our generation but even younger the, the N word is it's a big thing yeah. in our generation no, but it's with the GA instead of the GA yeah, yes, yeah, GA yes. but yeah. the N word and that's what I'm saying like so what I liked about his script is that when I read it it's just like oh they sound human they sound, I mean, we go back to it but they sound real they sound they're not it's not forced it's not stereotype and it's just like yo there's a couple scenes in there that I just they hit home yeah they hit home yeah you know yeah you're right because I was I don't know I don't know who was I talking to because I'm I'm all like trucha and I'm like what the fuck is that <laughs> like what do you mean what the fuck is that trucha like watch out look out you know like, he's explaining like, himself too. I'm all like really <laughs> you don't know what trucha is you know or like you know and then you start bringing up because I remember growing up it was like you know trucha like yeah. oh I mean la fu- hey, this fool's got a fusca eh? you know and the A the yeah. A yeah, yeah. He's like, watch out, eh? You know, you do that little, that gangy, yeah, 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 gangy yeah, voice, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, that's, and that's what I grew up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I hear it, when it's a younger and younger cat trying to do that, I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't sound, sound right. right. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't But they don't say it with conviction. It's not yeah, believable. It's, it's not believable. It's because it's not in a movie. Right? Yeah. Yes. And that's why, <laughs> even, even in the writing, you know, I, I was really picky on like, yo, this guy don't sound right. Like, you know, like. Yeah. It, it has I think to, he took his time I he, took he went yeah. back and forth with me with I hit up some big homies yeah. was, and there's multiple characters so uh, you know I didn't want everyone to sound the same and then I know I have my own slang from the from up north and just who I am around and how I talk that I said no but not not everyone says what I say so I I made sure each character really felt like yeah the like, north the north has his own slang yeah, it's yeah, only, yeah, you know so, so right yeah. away he's fucking dividing us I know right oh. hey, 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 hey. he's like let me just uh, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, there's sometimes when I when I've seen these movies when you have the the, the, the Latino actors uh, the the Chicano the Pocho the old school ones and they kind of force them to say because they're Latinos or they're Mexican or Chicanos or whatever I guess the the script or whatever kind of forces them to say uh, do the Spanglish mm, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, just yeah. doesn't come out because they're forcing the it's like it's the, forced yeah the wrong person and to yeah. say it, it just and honestly out, right? the, honestly slip slipping into darkness script there wasn't Spanglish that was up to the actors to feel more comfortable and I think me, me and David sat down with all of them like look we don't want you to change what the mess, the message behind your dialogue is but if it doesn't feel right for you say how you would say it and then they start throwing in their Spanish here and there but it was all English it was all English except certain moments yeah. it was Spanish because it was supposed to be Spanish but or it felt right for, it the, felt character right for the character because all the actors like they're 
they're really good actors. So, so like when they're when they're on set, they go into they come in as that character. Like they've thought of shit that they're asking me like, oh, what was their motive? I said, I don't fucking know. I don't know, bro. Like you know, but they're in the damn character. You know, shout, shout out to all my actors. Love you guys. Um, but you know, <laughs> so they come in with their like, own. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I you're him. That far. You're the character. You tell me. Fuck, I don't know. Did I do your homework, bro? <laughs> I put the dialogue there already. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> but, but He's I was just like, asking for a raspado, cabrón. I don't know. Just read the line, bro. Are you asking the raspado for your mom or for your dad? Because there are two different yeah, meanings yeah, behind yeah. it. You know? And they are. <laughs> because your mom le gusta de leche. Yeah. Tu jefe de limón. <laughs> so, like, go with that. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Mom is yeah, but we just let them be them. We say, you know, you know. Time yes. <laughs> I, I can't wait for you guys to see it. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. seen it. Huh? No, no. I, I've seen what. Uh, the pirateria well, version? Or I, what? Yes. I went to Los, los Callejones, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. I got hey. it outside the <laughs> Hey, I'm looking for Slipping into Darkness. Sleeping in Darkness? No, no, no. Slipping into Darkness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got the sleeping one. I'm like, all right, fuck it, La Fayuca. Oh, shit. There's already a pirateria uh, version. No. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, when I saw the short I was looking at it I'm like holy shit this is a good trailer thank you you know yeah. this is a pretty good trailer I'm yeah. like oh, alright and then um, you know just started seeing them more and more and I'm like oh fuck but when um, when we promoted this and then you're like oh shit I'll see you there I'm like wow yeah. it's meant to be yes you yes. know it's meant to be it's not like us hounding you now because mm-hmm. you're like oh wow look David is already blowing up no no it's you like, wanna get coffee bro later I know like <laughs> hey, hey let's go have some tacos <laughs> but it's one of those where like it's it's it falls into place yeah, Things happen for a reason Yeah And we don't You know I, I like to do the networking mm-hmm. I, I'm like I'm always reaching out well, to people I mean, He's saying he, he likes to do the I like to do the networking I'm network. not a networking not, Neither him or the, nor the our third guy <laughs> They're not into the, the You know the Like hey shouting out Not shouting out But reaching out mm-hmm. You know I'm always reaching out I'm all like Hey let's do this And let's do that It's funny because We have we have, we have that in every team Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, I mean all the Latinos Have a little bit of it You know Yeah, yeah. And it's Me just, and Esteban Just I think Evan got it over, over that fucking yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to bug him, bro. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. And sometimes it's like, and that's what I. Oh, I'm not that David bugs people, but I notice that you're always pushing stuff. Yeah, you're always putting it out there, and like boom, 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 you're open. You know, like you, you make yourself available mm. for for opportunities. Yeah, for people to reach out yeah. to you or for you to reach out to them. And I think that's what it is. It's tenacity. Mm. You know, it's like it's, it gets you going. And then like I guess everybody, in the, every team needs one of those. You know, but yes. they need to let you do your thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to do your networking, man. And and that's, you know. Hey, is he talking to you, bro? I think he's throwing shade to you right now. I still do it. They'll, they'll tell me shit. No, hey, they'll hey. tell me shit, and I still do when, it. This when, one does yeah, it too. Yeah. When I have ideas, like networking ideas, I go, yeah. hey, Ramon, the internet says that we should be doing this, bro. Like, <laughs> trying to give him the fucking, go do this, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, fucking the money. Yes, the money. Put it on my list. And the thing is, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I'm the list guy. Yeah, I'm the list guy. Dude. That's me. Hey, who's the list guy? Huh? He's the list guy. Right. This is my second notebook, dude. <laughs> you know, look, I got all Bro, these notes. I, I got my notebook in the car. Hey, are you that type of person that you get mad when you don't cross shit out on your list? Man, I need, I need to cross <laughs> oh, yeah, when we're topics? Yeah. Dude. When we're topics, because I write them down, and if I can't cross them out, I'm like, bye. And then we give them, we give them shit, because like, we like, all used to show up with our like, own little topics. I got my little crosses, and then everything else we couldn't talk about. <laughs> and it's like, fuck, dude. It's like, you bastard. <laughs> you know, like, look, cross, cross. We, we were able to talk 
and then the line is like, fuck, it's it's still pending. <laughs> it's still pending, and and that's not, and that's the thing, you know. It's um, it's it's very important, and you keep the hustle, David. Thank you, bro. You know, I keep the hustle. It yeah. shows that you know. Look, look at what you guys are at, man. Hey, well, y'all keep the shuffle too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I guess me and you stay home, no? Hey, all day. Hey. We'll keep it pushing. Yeah. You guys can come along, all right? Yeah. All day. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. So, so we're we're four of us, and me and him are the the networks and the and the pushers and the pushers and the other two are more like they but, just sit but back. You, but you need them all. To but make I don't discredit you know them. I don't. I give them the credit. Yeah, you know? we all have. Everyone, everyone has a, a part and a, a pivot, like a, a strong part because we, strengths, yeah. we wouldn't be on HBO had it wasn't not for those two all fuckers. Four of us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All four of us made that made that shit happen. Yeah, but it wasn't for those two fuckers. Like Oliver, he's a producer and he's the editor for the film, and then John was the producer and the production manager. So those are those are backbones in pre-production and post-production. Mm-hmm. And like right now, right now we have to deliver a, a, another cut to HBO, and they're the ones. I know. That's where the face is. They're the ones doing it, but they they're 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 down for the cause. Now, do you do it in person or you just email it? Um, the delivery is going to be all email, but yeah. No, but, wants you to hand no, over because, no, because I mean, I know the HBO is in on Santa Monica. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I think we're dealing with their big office in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're they're. The, they're big time. Now. I know. The branch, uh, at least the Santa Monica is We don't. Honestly, we don't know yet. We might, we might end up going to Santa Monica a lot because I think they, the way they 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 work is like by phases. So right now it's the legal phases for all the projects. So right now they we're just handling with legal. But I think once legal gets clear, then we start get bombarded by everybody. We need this. We need that. They, they told us. They told us like once it's by phases. Once a phase gets complete, then people start reaching out to you guys. So it's fucking awesome. Thank you. It's crazy, bro. It's awesome because we need we need. I mean, you know, people complain that that we always just play the cholos and yeah. and fucking all the movies. But even that, a kid sees like a, a, another brown person, like a legit someone, like he can turn around and see on the street. Mm-hmm. He's on the TV. He can change his whole mindset and oh get, yeah, and yes. crack, uh. crack that shell uh. that, yes. that he doesn't have to stay in the hood. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to fucking bang. You know, yep. yeah. he can yeah. be an actor. Uh huh. Yeah, because we, like, like you said, you grew up watching Magic, Magic and, was, and, then, and these other people. For me, it was Cheech. It was um 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 uh, it's the oh my Richie. god Richie <laughs> I know oh it, it, Bob it's oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh my god, why am I? Morales. Uh, yeah. Morales. Yes, yes. Yeah, and then it, and then the, the, the Godfather, it's the American me, it's the uh, J- Edward James Omo. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw, I remember seeing um, Sutsu. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. the music when yeah. it starts. Yeah, the music. You know, it's like, wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. It, it was yeah. just. And that film is more underrated than the other two that are bigger, right? Oh, yeah. This is a good one, dude. That's a good yeah, one. Sutsu. That's a good, that's a good and one. when I saw, like, my familia was like, it was a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you know, because that was like well said you know that like the different stages in a, in, a, in a family yeah you know and it's just the beginning because I think what is it Jacob Vargas comes out in it he's a dad yeah 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 you know and I think it's uh, fucking esta J-Lo that's the mom the young mom uh. yeah that she's the one that crosses yeah, yeah, America yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and Chu 
Chuco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chu, 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 chu. <laughs> yeah, Chucho or Chuco? Chucho. I think it's Chuco. Chuco? I think right. so. Yeah, yeah which is Esai Morales. Yeah. You know, so all these things, but look, I don't want to hold you guys up because I know it's starting to get packed. How can uh, our listeners reach out to you or, or, or follow you guys? Um, well, How do they stalk you? <laughs> I know. Well, my my Instagram is Alex period Ferrofino. And um, the film is Slipping Into Darkness Film altogether, lowercase. I think Davy is O Davy. O H underscore D A V Y. And uh, yeah, this this has been fun. So, how, how can people see your the, the, the short film though? Well, now, we... unfortunately, now HBO has HBO? a hold of it. It's theirs now. It's theirs now. You know? so, but uh, 2020 April, mm-hmm. all platforms. Yeah. Hey, let us know. I will. We know, will. You know we'll what? Help you guys. Blow it's really. It out. Yeah, thank you, bro. Yeah. I will. I'll keep you guys in the loop. And likewise, how we can yeah. help. I know. We'll do it, brother. Like, all you can help is just you know get you know tell people like hey we're in Chicano Shuffle go hey, check them out check and, out our and interview tune in yes yeah. and keep tuning in that's yeah we're on all platforms do, I got you I know I, that's dope you know, yeah. and for us it's like when you guys are getting close I'm like hey Shufflers go check out you know go to HBO again if you don't have it fucking get that account from your tia <laughs> yeah hell you yeah, know? yeah yeah borrow that yeah. shit <laughs> it's gonna be like fucking Game of Thrones I'll get all yeah. over hey, 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 can't wait and not af- hey we're not afraid of killing characters I'll tell you that oh, much yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing man yes. hey if you ever need a character to get killed hey right here <laughs> no we can't kill the radio host no 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 but I mean I could be the Theo you know <laughs> you could be that innocent bystander it's an every that can, man, that's what we call Ooh. him you'll be doing a podcast in the back and get shot by myself <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> hey thank you guys it's been real man thank I appreciate you, this no man problem, thank man. you guys thank you guys I, all right, I appreciate well, it alright you heard it here Shufflers Slipping Into Darkness HBO April 2020 give him a follow Alex Ferru Ferrufino and Old O underscore Davy, and then Slipping Into Darkness all lowercase straight with the with film in the end oh okay Slipping Into Darkness we might film. get some fucking crazy shit hey thanks <laughs> <laughs> right. videos thanks guys yes, thank right. you guys bye All right, Shufflers, we're back um, at uh, from the streets to the set event, celebrity meet and greet, and with us we have uh, artist, tattoo artist, uh, painter. Um, his name is Luis Arias. Islas. Oh, you got it. Close enough, he said. Why did I write Arias? <laughs> I like. You're holding Luis, the card. Wayne. I know, Luis Islas. Fuck the digo pinche. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I I dispense that. Sorry about no, that. No, no, no problem. No problem. I've been called worse. Oh shit. <laughs> Do they call you Wicho? You know what? For the longest, my grandma. Yeah. And it's funny because we don't call her by grandma either. No. She has her nickname. But um she's the one that like since I was a kid would call me Wicho. Yeah. And I used to hate it. My cousins would call me Wicho and I hated it. Because every time you think of Wicho, you think of Wicho Dominguez. Yeah, well, that's that, just yeah. tacky. Yeah. To me, it's just tacky. Premio Mayor. Yeah. Mayor. I'm like, uh, all right. But you know what? As you grow and as you kind of mature, you kind of look You look to, to that. That's like a little bit of home. Yeah. So now when I hear it, it's funny because I was a seven-year-old boy and my girl will call me, will call me that just out of, no. out of, 
just out of it just to like grab my attention the cariño yeah and um, now I got my son calling me that and it's funny cause like we'll check him sometimes just to be respectful and stuff but it's just so fucking funny when he says it that I can't like <laughs> I can't get mad at yeah, it yeah. I can't get mad at it yeah yeah, yeah my, it happens with my kids too right <laughs> and you're like I wanna tell them but it's funny when yeah <laughs> man he, he, he's comedy he's comedy yeah the kids are huh? they got clapbacks <laughs> <laughs> so Luis, tell us tell us a little bit about you because you uh, we talked before we recorded and everything. Yeah. Uh, let's let the listeners know what you're about, what you got going. What's mm, what's currently, your I'm an artist, I'm a tattoo artist at South Bay Tattoos in Carson. Um, we're here set up with Art of the Harbor, which is an art collective that I run, along with other artists. We have like about seven or eight artists that we work with doing uh Everything from tattoo work, painting, canvas, murals, merchandise, silkscreen. My main thing is like, I'm all business background. I've always been, and we've always been like that typical raza that's just self-employed. Sea lo que sea del comercio en la calle. Always hustling. Like yeah, always hustling. Yeah. Like it's always that, always that mindset. So that kind of like, I bring that onto the table aside from the from the artistry because there's so many fucking good artists out there that are amazing but can't don't know how to put themselves out there. No can't market. Sense, yeah. yeah, they don't have the the lingo, you know, the 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 gift to gab basically. That's one thing that I guess I realized I had when other people started calling it out on me. Like yeah. I've never I've never been one to call myself anything until I like people that are in that industry refer to me as it. So I never I never called myself an artist until like artists that I looked up to who were like, oh this is an artist. You're like, oh shit. Like, like oh shit. Like and it's usually like when they when you would be hanging out and they'll introduce you to somebody else, like, oh this is an artist, such and such and like oh shit, you're referring to me as an artist now. So I'm you know, legit. <laughs> you, yeah, you level up and then like an entrepreneur side as well from like actually being around other entrepreneurs, other business owners and kind of giving yourself that that kind of being at that level with them and kind of like networking knowing where to go at a lot of people are intimidated to even approach you guys here yeah you know I people, mean we, we see them and they're looking as they're curious yeah <laughs> but they just that's you it know, for me I'm like oh shit I gotta go talk to them yeah or anybody here like whatever it is whatever they're doing because I came from the bottom of that too it's like I came from the comercio my dad grew up selling pan dulce door to door oh shit you know like outside of the outside of the church oh okay you know and from that it evolved they got a van they started bringing more merchandise in more produce in and then it evolved they got a truck they started bringing more stuff in and that's basically the business and life that I grew into that I was born and raised into oh. where did you grow up in? in the harbor area oh, Torrance okay. uh, San Pedro Wilmington area oh man yeah all around actually like due to our parents due to my parents business I was able to move around in different neighborhoods and see different perspectives of things. So that explains the logo. Yeah. The little, the, the anchor. anchor. Yeah. I'm like, anchor oh shoot, the, you know, Art of the Harbor. I figured, okay. Yeah, it's very, it's very to the point. It took me a while to come up with it too because I wanted it to be something that's 
doesn't represent me, but it represents where I'm coming from. Like, I'm here promoting Art of the Harbor. I'm not, that's what I put on logo. That's what I put on my shirt. That's what I put uh, out there. You know, it's, it just kind of, it's more general, so it attracts more people and it relates to, to them more. And that's just home. It's home. Touching on a little, and then I saw that because you gave us two business cards. The one that you have, it's got that, that Sailor Jerry look, that yeah, the tattoo. More of a traditional tattoo yeah, style. Yeah, anchor. You know, wow. Giving homage to the tradition. What bird is this? That is a blue jay. A blue jay? Yeah. Yeah, th- I mean, the colors are fucking chingon, man. Yeah. And then you got the, 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 the wheel, right? The, the pilot shipper. wheel, yeah, yeah. It's all taking it back to home. <laughs> yeah. Put away the you wheel. Know. I know. It's, it's chingon. It's, so, what, what, um, what, what's up? Explain to the listeners and even to us, what's this collective about? What, how does um, this work? It's just a whole group of artists. It started off different. It's, it really has evolved differently throughout the years from what I would originally have thought it, of it to be. But the collect, the name came when I was doing this art pop-up at the Swamp Meet in, uh, in Wilmington. Around this time, I had just left from working at a tattoo shop, and I used to manage the shops. So I used to uh, just take care of like the marketing and exposure and just the, the day-to-day stuff. The business end of it. But it's like more of just learning for myself on it because I didn't know shit, you know, but I learned by doing it, trial and error. And kind of building it up on that, and what I saw is that a lot of artists that are fucking very fucking talented don't know how to get the exposure. So when I did, when I started this pop-up store, which was just in a little rundown swamp meet in the neighborhood, the, the, the kind of advantage that I took of it was, oh, it's a window front location. Oh, it's on PCH. So I, I kind of just focused in on what the good things of it were and started attracting artists that way to bring them by their art, bring by their uh, merchandise, pretty much as a cross-promotion with other local artists to show that there's not a competition. It's more of like, we all have something. We all got something to bring to the table. I've been part of city murals going on, city events with, with the, with the um, community foundations, and done that part of it. We do our merchandise as well, that all, of, all the proceeds from that go right back into all the supplies that we use for all our paintings, for everything, that every kind of creative that we have. I have a home studio right now it's basically my garage fixed up and it um it has supplies galore like to just come in and be creative so i'll have art sessions where different artists come in at different times and we just hang out and paint get creative oh shit yeah. it's, like a, it's like a jam session i know right yeah. i was just thinking that basically yeah it's a, a jam session for painters yeah right? and then a lot of times too out of that like everyone leaves with something different everyone like a lot of times when i would hold those events i couldn't i couldn't paint i couldn't sit down and draw i couldn't sit down and do anything because to me the the artwork was having everybody there yeah having those different artists and pulling those different strings of people that would probably never associate with each other or would probably end up being against each other because of you know just different business opportunities like is it ego is it is it pride is it it's it's just whatever situation we're going through at at that moment in time like artists are very fucking vulnerable we put all our fucking we put all our emotions and passion into our art for someone to just either deny it or for somebody else to win a project over your project or for some people for some artists to fuck with other artists 
because of something something that you don't have yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it hits it hits hard and some people yeah it is a lot of ego it is a lot of ego and we all have it and it's something that like we got to learn how to when to use it and when not to use it because anybody that says oh I don't have an ego I don't, they probably have the biggest fucking one <laughs> yeah I don't know because usually the people here, say I don't have whatever yeah, yeah exactly the, the, the term dime dime de que presumes y te diré de que careces yeah. you know that whole term and that's what I grew up with like I grew up with um, very raza very cultura like I grew up around all the Mexican candy I grew up about around el comercio to me it wasn't sales it wasn't marketing I didn't know those words growing up yeah. mira el comercio las tiendas uh, you know my mom used to say que quiere tienda que la tienda yeah. like, you gotta be attentive to everything that you have so a lot of these artists don't uh, have that outlet that market outlet to things they don't know how to market themselves they don't know how to put themselves out there uh, and do you do you see that um, maybe uh do artists shortchange themselves? They don't give the they don't give their work or themselves the value that yeah, they deserve. Yeah, because we are our own worst critic. Right. We are our own worst critic. Here's the thing, like we were saying earlier off, off air, um, we work off 95% of our subconscious. So 95% of our day is controlled by our subconscious. Where are we programmed? We programmed to take all this, neg all this negativity. Oh, you ain't shit. Oh, you ain't shit. Oh, you ain't that. You can't do this. You'll never be able to do this. Settle for this. Settle for being this. Settle for being that. Get a good job. Conformate. Yeah. This you know? is what you are. Yeah. This is, yeah, exactly. So that's what we have programmed in our head. And that's what we tell ourselves when nobody's around. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, there's never... It's rare for us to get... And it always comes from somebody else or somebody outside to give us that that, that structure, that, that, uh, that reassurance, that motivation. It always comes from somebody outside of the family, outside of your circle, outside of your, you know, direct influence. You got to see someone else doing another brown person doing it. Yeah. Yeah, we got to see somebody else do it. Or, you know, somebody else. It doesn't really matter on the on the race because a lot of my influences came like a lot of my know-how or like be able to do easiest I got it from all, all my white homies you know because to them shit like shit that we struggle for came so easily for them that like yeah okay they don't value it as much but I value it and I saw how easy he got it so I'm gonna go get it that easily and bring it back to the hood where everybody could fucking benefit from it whatever it is whatever it is like I remember growing up seeing a skateboard in the hood was like fuck you got a skateboard what kind is it like seeing shit that was outside of it like seeing a gun was normal for us yeah, <laughs> yeah. seeing a fucking fucking little fucking eight ball or whatever yeah <laughs> seeing shit like seeing shit like that was normal for us seeing something that was out of our element was like whoa what is that let me check it out like I grew up I was blessed to have like a good perspective of like our upbringings our life our hood our uh, our community because we you know some people call it the hood some people call it our tribe some people call it our village Yeah. It's it's it doesn't change the people that are in there. It's like I saw all those people because the business that I was born and raised into went to door to door to a lot of these households that you went to school with some of these kids and didn't know what the fuck they were going through. Yeah. Didn't know what they went home to or if they even went home. You know, so I saw, I had that perspective of that. All these kids that were flossing in school had to come home and their parents would, my parents would give them credit for produce, for los frijoles y yeah, las tortillas. Yeah, yeah. It's like, the, 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 you know, know, it's, la quincena. Yeah, you, we saw the real picture. Like, I really, 
what, what really changed my my uh, my perspective on things was going into a lot of these small businesses and even bigger businesses through the back door. Like I never there's there's some businesses that I would go. I remember growing up and like just coming in and out because of my parents. They knew different people with different businesses, restaurants, produce produce businesses, um, any kind of stuff that that would network within the business that we were in. Panaderias. We would always come in through the back door. So for years, I, I remember going to some of these restaurants, some of these businesses, and never knowing what the front of the what the, the front of the business like. looked like. <laughs> yeah, because we would always pull in through the back street, pull in through the callejón, pull in through the back. And I never knew what the fucking sign on top said. Now that I'm an artist, now I'm more creative. Now I see like letter fonts and typography and and the style and signage. Now I'm more attentive to it. But I look back now, it's like fuck. I used to go to Diana's forever, the restaurant, and never knew that the fucking the one in HP or uh, there's one in Carson. That's the oh, one that I grew up okay. going to. And Diana's, yeah, the tortilla, tortilla. Yeah, the tortilleria. That's what it used to be. And I never realized that the character that's outside of the Diana's. It's actually the owner's daughter. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that because we would always go into these places through the back door. Oh. So I realized to approach that, approach that into anything. It's like, okay, well, this business is. This. I'm talking to the salesperson. No, I want to talk to the owner. I want to talk to to the guy that's inventory in the back. Yeah. Because he's the one that really knows what's being sold. You know. So that that kind of that kind of perspective is what I bring into the art, where it's like. A lot of artists, they're very judge. We're all of us. I'm the worst critic for my own stuff. People say, "Oh, that should do, that should do." I'm like, uh. or what I'm starting to appreciate more of my artwork is the random mistakes of it. The happy little mistakes, like Bob Ross says. Okay. Like if I if I do like if I get a splatter, I'm like, "Fuck, I'm never gonna be able to reproduce that." Okay. That yes. is unique. I could reproduce a painting. I could reproduce an art piece. So I could reproduce a tattoo But that little mistake On that little Or the little Natural effect Like with tattooing It would be more of like That random uh, Abstract or trash polka Style that, that That are out right now Where it's just A lot of paint strokes A lot of colors Just being blended Kind of straying away From our traditional Black and gray Realistic kind of style Where people are like Okay It's gotten so deep In detail With the like there's amazing fucking tattoo artists out there that do that do um, amazing fucking realistic pieces. So okay, that's been done. What's next? Now it's a big market for the surrealism where you blend in a sculpture with the face and a building and your logo is kind of in the background right there. So that's the next step. And everything's always evolving. We're expanding the world every time the fucking. People think people think it's the same day just because the sun rises again, but no, we everything fucking grows. And if we're not the ones growing, somebody's growing. And if we're not the ones fucking, you know, opening up these doors, and we're not the ones walking through them. Oh shit! Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Deep. I'm like, hey, wait. You know, um, when when did you realize you you had the the gift of drawing and painting and tattooing? Um, it was never like I never looked at it as a gift I looked at it as just like a hobby or just pasatiempo mm -hmm. like the the most like the parts in life where I could call back and be like okay I could do this or that like really intrigued me into wanting to doing it I remember like first grade they give you those connected dot fucking puzzles oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you gotta connect the dots and you gotta color it I remember we did that in class and then the teachers all like take it home and color it all 
I was blessed enough to like be in a community where you had a good a good variety of races. So we had whites, we had Asians, we had blacks. I go home and you know some of these kids have their 64 color of Crayola oh, with crayon, the sharpener, everything. <laughs> I, the built-in sharpener, I hated those yeah. fuckers. I didn't have shit. Yeah. I went home. I told my mom, I gotta color this. You know what she brings out? She already had. We already had our own business by then, so she brings out. I remember the. I remember the mediums exactly. It was a yellow highlighter, a red mark a lot marker, like to mark the, yeah. the price. She used, she would yeah. use a highlighter to mark her like her her notes. The um red the red marker to freaking to like put her prices down, and then she had like a blue pen. So she showed me those three things, and I don't think we had a black marker. So she brought out like one of her mascaras or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. like one of her pens. And I come from a, like a looking back now, I come from a very creative family. They did what they can to survive, basically. Yeah. And lack, you know, all that, la carencia, crea la, cre- la creatividad. That's yeah. what creates the creativity is, you know, the needing, to, the needing to. And um, doing that worksheet with her, she showed me how to blend colors. So she went with the fucking blue pen and just like marked around the whole bird. And then went with the yellow highlighter right over the blue pen. And I'm like, fuck, you just made green. That, <laughs> for a fucking, what is, what? Six, six years old. Six years old. Yeah. That was fucking mind blowing. Like, <laughs> what like, the fuck? What kind of witchery is this? Yeah. So <laughs> then she, went to mom? <laughs> she went with the, with the um, red mark a lot marker and went with the highlighter over it again. She made all this orange and stuff and here I go going back to school the next day with the minimal supplies but yeah my bird was one of like the most colorful and, and, fucking, stood out. and it just stood out to me so that actually like rep- that reflects a lot in the art that I do now like it's very bright very in your very in your face very like you could you might not know what it is but as soon as you walk in the room it grabs your attention it just vibrates it that's, that's kind of one of the first kind of like Memories that I have of art was that. After that, it just became like a hobby. High school, I got into graffiti, and that kind of like took up all my fucking time and throughout class because I would literally show up to school with nothing but a backpack full of markers. <laughs> By second, third period, I would have like two, three black books with me and just spend the rest of the day just trying to catch some spots in those black books to give them back by the end of the day. So that was like basically all, all of my high school and then obviously gra- painting yards, paint, painting freeways, painting fucking catching tags and, and getting the creative. Heavens. Yeah. And for that, what that showed me, like, you know, you always have the cruise shit. I got in so many fucking dumb fights because of it. Because it's funny, some of the foods that I, were, I got in the biggest fights with, I ended up being cool as fuck about, cool as, cool as fuck with later on because we were pretty much the same person we didn't let nobody talk shit about us so we're not gonna fucking talk shit about somebody else but when we hear it it's, it's always that you say yeah like, he, he says, says she says said. shit <laughs> so that's how i would get around and so i never got into like all that crew stuff but what i did take from it is how to make art outside outside of the canvas how to take the artwork and utilize it for what it is how to look at different things as can as as a canvas yeah, you know, but you're not limited to paper. Yeah, yeah, like there's always so much that you could create on. Like, I I've had homies come to the pad when we didn't have much. When I first started this, we didn't have much, and I would literally hustle a little bit of weed here and there just to fucking get through the day to day, and maybe catch a little side holla here doing drywall with a homie, or a little plumbing job here doing this and that. Could have gone and worked. I've worked retail my whole life. I used to work for AT&T for five years, and I 
could have gone and gone into any kind of retail, any kind of banking. I had a lot of friends like that, but I didn't want that. I didn't want the nine to five. I didn't want the fucking suit and tie. I did that for a while, and it was fun. But at the end, there's nothing. You're working for somebody else. I rather I rather starve at home than eat. You know. Yeah. Eat with people that I'm just not going to associate with So I went through that starvation point Where it was like Whatever I could get my hands on However I, I'm going to make my living off of art Have it be $5 a day Or have it be f- fucking $500 Because when I sell a painting Then I'm capitalizing on that You know I have merchandise All that Everything else costs money mm-hmm. Merchandise, equipment Everything else costs yeah. money Our artwork All it costs us is our time Maybe minimal price on supply, on supplies, depending on what it is that you use. You can get fancy with it if you want, but every artist knows that the fancier you get with your supplies, that just means that you just you just <laughs> charge more on your on your artwork. Yeah. So when I when I'm able to sell an art piece, then it just opens up more more doors for me because that's one art piece that like I didn't put ten dollars to make to make five dollars off this hat. I put x amount of time, which I'm learning on by doing every painting that I do, every art piece. Tattooing is my main my main source of income right now, and it's fucking amazing. It's been good. To business me. is good. Business is good. It's <laughs> a roller coaster. Is a <laughs> it's a roller coaster, you know, because when business is booming, that means that there's also a lot of saturation going on. Mm. So a lot of low balling going on yeah, yeah yeah so the main focus on with me on that is just building up my value yes like every every day building up my value like there's there's a quote that i have on my actual bio on my instagram it says uh, there's no there's no such thing as competition only lack of creativity wow yeah so i don't know who i got it from i know it's it's not mine yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not mine i'm not saying that it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, i'm not, quoting not somebody else yeah. like and that kind of like changed my perspective because every time I would sit back that I didn't have nothing to do, that I didn't have no business coming in, everybody always tries to blame the other person. God forbid we take responsibility for our own oh, actions, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So um, everybody wants to fucking, oh, I'm not doing business because this other shop over here is giving tattoos away or they're fucking cheapskating over here or they're, they're, they're taking my, my customers or whatever. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> it. I've had a lot of customers that have made appointments with me and have have a purposely like not shown up and then I later, later see them getting the same tattoo with somebody else and I know they just went to get it because it was cheaper yeah I'm not mad at that like go ahead you get what you pay for in this industry like go ahead I have somebody I'd rather have I'd rather focus on people that are loyal and that do want to now do they go me. with the design that you created for them or is something that they no have? see when it's a, when it's a design that I create they I keep it okay they they could see it but they cannot take pictures of it and they could take it they could take it home but it's gonna be taken home on their it's gonna be taken home on their skin mm-hmm. you know or they're gonna pay for it if it's artwork yeah. if it's artwork then if you want it and if you want to go get a tattoo it somewhere else okay pay me the time that I did to yeah, do yeah, the drawing yeah. to do the pay artwork me for that, yeah. you know, it's gonna be the same price whether it's on your skin or not yeah you know so we have a rate and kind of go at it that way but different perspectives of it but yeah business is good right now on that I can't complain I'm able to get create I'm able to stay creative I don't have to go work a nine to five or go work at a warehouse or go do side side jobs to fucking pay bills I'm able to pay bills and stay creative which is that's what I'm blessed for that's I'm grateful goes, I'm grateful man. for that that's the life right yeah. there man. And but like anything though, you 
you have to cover your expenses. You have to yeah. cover, like, you don't have insurance. And it doesn't happen overnight. And you don't have a retirement. Exactly. Every day is a hustle. I'm not a barber that has my return clientele that come every week, every two weeks, every yeah, three yeah. Every day, I got to pull clients from here right now. Yeah. You know, that's what I got to that's, that's what I got to do. Oh, but, yeah, I think you have, a, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people. I'm in a good market for Yeah, you're in a good market right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, so, and we still have space. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that part, too, is just, like, the evolution of, of everything. It's evolving to the next step, evolving to the next step, and evolving to the next step of things. It's not necessarily, once you, once you get comfortable, that's when you start declining. That's when you start slowing down. You know, momentum. You got to build up the momentum yeah. and keep going. Like, I, I, it's been a roller coaster for me in my collective and even me in my art. Like, if I would have stayed with this in first grade that I saw that those creativeness, I don't know where the fuck I would be at now. But You'd be traveling the world, yeah. man. But then again, I probably wouldn't be the fucking person I am now if I hadn't gone through yeah. those downtimes. <laughs> so it's going through all that and just evolving. Wow. What, what's the, the, the craziest tattoo you've placed on a person? <laughs> um, yeah, that's always a question, right? Is it? That's <laughs> always a question. What, what are the craziest? No, only, only, only because... What hurts the most? Uh, no, no, not the most. Because, no, I, because what I said right now, no, like uh, if they have space, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, you'll, you'll you'll find space. Yeah, right. You'll find space. <laughs> I've had it. I've gotten some crazier requests than what I've actually done. Uh-huh. Like the craziest one that I've done recently that I can remember, because a lot of times you do them and you're just like, yeah, uh-huh. on with it. But um, there was an elderly couple, and probably not not that old. They were probably like in their mid fifties. Okay. Lady comes in, puny little little Hispanic lady. Very shy, very very quiet. She's like, oh, how do we go about this? I want to get a tattoo. And I was at the counter helping her out. And she has her husband with her, big grizzly bear looking, looking guy. Um, he's like, oh, we want to get a tattoo. She wants to get a tattoo. And she's like, I'm like, all right, what do you want? She's like, I want two bear claws with the words... I forgot what, what what his name was. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna put. El oso. Yeah. El oso. El oso goloso. El oso goloso's ass. Oh wow. On her ass. And one, two, like, and one, and one paw on each side. Yeah, one paw on each side. I'm like. <laughs> I looked at her and I was literally waiting for the punchline. Yeah. I was waiting for them to be like, psych, I want a little infinity sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but no, she was serious about it. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. I was down and fucking came out dope. They were actually a really cool, really cool couple. And um, yeah, I've gotten, like, that's probably the one that I remember most recently. I know I've gotten requests for more, more random shit. I used to work in Hollywood for a while, so I know there was a bunch of shit that I just, yeah, yeah I just completely ignored it was just normal it It was just normal it was like okay yeah this person will help you out over here for that (laughs) oh we get we got our specialty yeah that's his specialty (laughs) over there yeah like i another one i had a customer and it was funny because it's always like the ones that you least expect it from i had a customer ask about getting a spider web no a, a black widow with the tentacles, having her asshole be the the, 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 the body of the Black Widow, yeah. and having the tentacles coming out of her ass, I'm like, <laughs> it's possible. Do I want to do it? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's his specialty. Yeah, that's his specialty. <laughs> do you guys tattoo assholes? Yeah. Yeah, we do. A couple of dicks, too, but, you know, we, we don't judge them. Yeah, and see, that's the thing, like, uh, I mean... You as a guy On a female You're like Yeah alright 
right, I'll do it. But how about if it's a guy? Exactly. And you're like, ah, like, oh, dude. Like, like really? we've had we've had requests like that. We've had dudes that come. Like we had this one at the shop, and this was when I wasn't even tattooing. Um, he came in elderly guy, probably like in his sixties already. He looked like one of those white, one of those uh, Freemason kind of dudes. Okay. And um, comes in and talks, asks to speak to the owner. So he speaks to the owner. And he's like, "Oh, I want to get." I didn't hear this. This was all a private conversation. Yeah, this is all here. Yeah. And he's all like, when he left, he told me the owner told me he's all like, "Oh, he wanted he wanted to get the the head of his dick tattooed red." And he's like, "Oh, well, go see this person. He he he'll do that. He's down to do that." <laughs> sure enough, you want to go see him, but you know, you put your price on things. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like what? What the artist that did it said is like I didn't touch it. You touch it, you stretch it. I, I'm just putting the needle on. I'm just putting the color on there. I'm probably not even looking. You let me know when I'm done. Oh shit! <laughs> you know, it's, it, people want stupid shit like that. You're gonna get a stupid reaction. And like, okay, it might be something someone's kink or whatever or whatever they're into. Then, okay, be willing to pay. Or if someone that's not into that, then has to go out of their comfort zone. Be where, be ready to pay for that. Oh. Fuck. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything like that for under, you know, a good amount of money. Okay. And like, and at that, like I said, I'm not touching anything. I'm just putting the needle in. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it, it, it all it all goes down to like. It's, just, I, it's not go, go over here This yeah. guy's a special to that This guy likes Yeah he's a yeah. Yeah. A ridiculous job Comes with a ridiculous price Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly That's so basically what it goes As they know What they're getting into okay. And and the Like As far as the painting Which was the one That you've been most proudest Or like one that Like you know Like wow This is and, and mm, The one I haven't finished yet yeah. It's always it's Yeah always that's always it one. right It's always the next one <laughs> Once The moment I say That I'm done with the painting And I sign it it's the moment I want to change it all up. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the moment that I'm like, okay, this one's done. I step back, take like 10, 10 steps back, look at it. I'm like, I just got to walk away from it after. After I'm done, I'm like, fuck, I could have done this differently. I could have done that differently. Oh, yeah. And so, that's what's going to go into the next painting. So it's always like the trial and error. Mm. It's always going to be a trial and error. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to create like a masterpiece. It might be a masterpiece in other people's eyes, hope, hopefully, you know, someday. But you see where you fucked up. But yeah, I see. Out. And you know what? I've learned to take those into consideration. Like now, I used to struggle before because I used to do like a dope ass, not a dope ass painting, but like something that was clean that I would like consider done. And I would hesitate on signing it because now I felt like I was going to fuck it up by signing it, by putting my signature on there. Like, uh, it kind of takes away from it now. So now what I do is like when I'm about 75% done or even throughout the beginning of it, like when I grab a new canvas, I'll just sign the whole the whole thing of it. Start that as my background. Just sign signatures everywhere of it. Catch tags on it, you know, just <laughs> get it out of my system. Incorporate it into it mm. to where now I'm like, okay, I have my signature on there. And a lot of times I wouldn't want to touch a painting after because it was already signed oh okay so now if i do it halfway through it's like i could just keep adding keep adding keep adding so for me now i just started getting into like resining and actually like clearing like throwing throwing varnish over my painting so now that's when i'm done with the painting oh it's okay. when i clear it okay now i can't touch it yeah and that's just for now because later on i might find a new idea of how, what to do on top of that <laughs> okay you know 
nothing, so it's never just, finished, it's just right? that, yeah, not, nothing's never done. It's not done until you say you're done. I don't know where I, I heard this that the, a lot of the, well, I don't know if it's true or not, but that some painters were starting to put like their DNA in the in the painting. Oh like yeah, their that, hair, that's or they're like you know. Yeah, that's. I feel like we put a little bit of our DNA with every paint splatter that we put on there. Yeah. You know your effect. Like that's what I was saying. That I I'm, I've become more accustomed to more likable to the imperfections than those smooth clean blends because yes you could get those smooth clean blends but it's going to take you hours to get them and no one's going to appreciate them it's those effects those abstract stuff that people are like go to go to any fucking museum you got this big ass painting of just a fucking canvas with one line through it a dot on it so it's like it's the approach that you take at it like everyone's trying to get better at blending everyone's trying to get more detail trying to reproduce this item trying to make this person look like that person but at the end of the day it doesn't represent what our true effect on art is like that's why the whole abstract art community is so it's so it has transcended so many generations because it, it, it it's left up to the, the interpretation of everybody it's not oh that's a face it's no that's whatever the fuck you want it to be that paint splatter could be anything so for me I mix that up between everything that I've learned between like blending those colors between the culture that I have between the tattooing that I do so for me painting is like an, an escape from tattooing because painting is more loose more free tattooing is very technical very precise yeah because so. like once you mis- make a mistake I mean I'm sure you can fix it but it's yeah, not it's, really uh, yeah, it, that it, easy to repair it, it's, it, it changes the whole thing because you could do a dope ass portrait but if one of the eyes is off the whole piece is off yeah you no, focus so. more on that crooked eye like what the fuck and, and that's what I do like uh, I, 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 I uh, oh he's getting uh, shit yeah <laughs> and that's why like I try to stay away from portraits like okay. especially when it's like oh my loved one oh my oh, shit. you know like oh, my baby yeah. you know there's a specialist for that yeah, over here. He specializes in that. Yeah. He specializes in assholes and portraits. Yeah. <laughs> Baby portraits. To each his own, right? No, but yeah, it's good to, to have that too because like, I like to do a lot of color work just because of that influence that I had as a kid. Yeah. And it resonates on my artwork. So when art color pieces come in, I have fun with them. Somebody else might struggle with them so they'll shoot them my way. When there's some pieces like portraits, for example, or certain stuff that I'm just not too comfortable doing, then I'll I'll, I'll pass it over to somebody else as well and that's the that's the benefit of this is uh, this community needs to evolve on that instead of instead of going against each other we need to go with each other and help each other out yeah definitely and, and evolve and grow you know and shout each other out yeah you gotta give the credit not only that but like you said you know it's like it's a networking you know if I can't do it I know someone that can do it exactly. instead of keeping the business from them exactly. you're, you're helping them out yeah. and a lot of times here's, here's what happens too a lot of times and I've seen it I've seen it with myself I've seen it with my own practice is that it might some, it might be something that you might know but it's out of your element and not something that you do on a day to day but you want to do it for this person mm-hmm. and you want to do it to keep the customer but you're having to go out of your element and you're having to half-ass shit and you're having to like um, not give them 100% on what he, on what this customer needs instead of saying, oh, well, I don't do digital work, but this person over here does. I don't do murals, but this person does. I don't do signs, but this person does. And then just creating it under a hub. So that's kind of my goal with the whole Art of the Harbor is just... 
I don't even want any. Like people think, oh, well, you're creating this. You want, you must want to cut. Yeah. You must want your your, your percentage. It's like, nah, I don't want that. I just want to keep that customer satisfied. Yes. Because that customer is gonna keep coming back to us. Have it be you. Have it be you. Have it be you. And if we keep it in this circle, then that customer doesn't have to go across town to or have to go online and you know go or somewhere else. But Why? not only that, but that customer now becomes a promotion for you. Exactly. Because they could put in a word. It's a word of mouth. You know, like, oh, you know what? My, uh, where I went, this this guy did this for me, but my guy does this. You might want to go exactly. see them. That's how we ended up here at this event. Um, one of our main, like, we call him our promoter now because yeah. this would just every every new design that I brought out, yeah. every new image I brought out. He was always the first one to copy, first one to rep it, wear it everywhere, and he's the one that got us into the homie Vic, and he's he's he's, uh, he's oh. part of the whole, the whole yeah, layout. Yeah, he, he's. So, uh, he has the anchor hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the one that came up to us, Victor. When I was doing the signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he like, he's opened up a lot of doors for us. And he just does it because he just yeah. wants to hang out and do it. You know, he doesn't benefit any, anything from it. But it all it's all it's all word of mouth and it's all in the circle. It's all within the same community. We just want to go against each other because for whatever dumb reason. You know what? And and I and I feel it because I'm I'm almost like that guy because when I hear of something or when I know of something, I'm always like like hey, you should check this person out, exactly. or you should go listen to this, or you should check them out, or or go over here because it's that word of mouth. I mean, you might not be you might not know them or whatever, but yeah. it's just like you really like their work. I'm like, dude, really fucking. Get Check it, it out Look at it You might like it Or there's this event Or there's this podcast Or there's this show Or there's this TV uh, You know Boom 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 And then that's how that, It generates Yeah, you know? yeah it's, it's every outlet You gotta take it You gotta take it As it comes It might be the smallest Little event I've gone to events Where it's just like Two vendors And probably like A handful of people Oh And We do great At those events Cause we are The only two vendors there Yeah <laughs> You know It's like It's it's all a matter of How you approach it Like I know for a fact The moment I got here I wasn't gonna be Selling much merchandise That's why I'm not At my booth Yeah I represent I'll, I'll, I'll display it But I'm not I'm not behind my booth Anxious Trying to make that next sale Yeah Cause I already know Okay Some people Yeah I've been I've been in those situations I used to set up At the Santa Fe Swami I used to set up At freaking The Harvard College Swami And fucking Starve And just fucking Pay to be there And And not even get your money And not it. even get your money's worth You know You make money Yeah you may You know People see you with Here's one thing that I like Growing up in a Like in a small business Here's one thing I saw That I was able to like Capture right away Was that Every night I saw my mom Come home With the bag Full of money By 12 o'clock The next day The majority of that money Was gone Why? Because whatever money She made that day Okay we gotta go buy Inventory We gotta pay this bill We gotta pump gas To be able to move And that's where All the money went I would see her walking And you know It's a small business So I saw a bag of money You know Pinches dollars It's all dollars And you know But it was like a lot of people never saw that you know a lot of people go and steal a 20 from their from their parents wallet why because how many kids have never seen their parents wallet but know that's where the value comes from (laughs) why because every time i tell my kid like everything that's mine my kids know how to use better than i do why because i don't want to keep anything from them because keeping it from them is only going to want them to search for it more like I smoke weed 
I have my setup in my, in my garage. I have a bong right there. They don't even know. They don't even pay attention to it because I have it in plain sight. The moment I try to put it in a bag or, or try to it. hide it, what am I going to do? I'm going to find them in the closet looking for it. Yeah, like, hey, what is this? And I remember they... I was like eight or nine and my dad had a little 22 revolver. Oh, shit. And I saw him bring it out one day and then put it away. Never, never knew that we had it. <laughs> never saw it. And from that moment on, I spent every fucking minute of free time that I had <laughs> looking for it. You're a fucking Indiana Jones after yeah. that thing. I would look. Oh yeah, I found it, and the way and I would I would find it, play with it, put it back. Once I found out where it was, I would put it back, so I knew that I could go oh, and play and with you it. You put it back the way it was. Yeah, <laughs> but the way I got caught up, the way my parents knew that I found that that I, that I had played with it, they found a crayon in the barrel. <laughs> so I was over here playing like trying to shoot crayons out, out the fucking oh, the little man. gun and after that my mom's like get rid of it like I don't want to see it in here yeah 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 and you know traditional families they, ha- they have their beliefs on it but that's why that 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 alone has been what has has kept me aware of how my kids are like every time I come home my little one is trying to hide from me so if he's not under the under the bed he's under the blankets he's hiding in the closet that only lets me know like they're in every nook and cranny yeah <laughs> they're in every little part because that's how I used to be as a kid Leave me, is hidden, is not you don't let me go anywhere you don't let me be out and about I'm at home only this is my fucking fortress so I'm gonna go into every little fucking nook and cranny you never do nothing <laughs> exactly so you create that like and that's a thing too but like a lot of parents don't see that they think that like oh no just keep it away from them like how many kids have never seen the inside of their dad's wallet or seen what actual money looked like uh, a stack of money looks like I grew up seeing this so I never needed it I never I felt like I never needed money yeah. if I wanted something then I'd fucking work for it I remember collecting cans as a kid <laughs> yeah I would be excited I would be fucking excited that's yeah. how we would make our money when yeah. we needed money yeah Collect cans I remember I would collect All my coins And my mom would bring home The rolls The Oh yeah yeah uh, The the little The rolls for the The paper rolls And I would fucking Enjoy fucking packing those I'm like fuck I got 20 bucks now You know And go to fucking Kmart Go to Target And buy a fucking CD Or you know Whatever Whatever you were into You know A fucking Um a yo-yo or something you know, You're 8, 9 years old But I was I learned to make money At, at a young age So that kind of like Opened up my eyes To like Everything's out there You just Can't depend on shit And don't go and Grab shit that's not yours Cause You know it's just yeah, I wish my parents Would've done that Fucking show up with my, You know I got 5 bucks Or like If I was saving for, Luego luego me los gastaba Fucking right away Hot Wheels But here's what happens <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids What happens Our parents have their wallet Our, our moms have their purse And they go and pinch A fucking dollar out yeah. and we never see how much is actually in there so we think oh my god it's a lot yeah. when in reality it's probably like 20 bucks and we're thinking fuck she's only giving me one and she has 20 in there or she yeah. has a whole wad in there to us it's so much but it's because we're denied it yeah. they always tell oh don't look in our purse don't look in our purse or our par- our dads are don't 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 grab my wallet when in reality like that's the first thing I I, I found my wallet inside 
my son's backpack. I I've made the habit of not keeping any actual possessions on there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Cuz of that. Like I mean, everything... you still have to be cautious. You can yeah. keep stuff out, but the the yeah. and, things... and with me too, I'm I'm very minimal. I'm very minimal. I sometimes I carry my ID on me and that's about it. Yeah. Everything else there's, there's so much apps on stuff like everything's on my phone. I have my my ATM. You can pay with your phone. Yeah. You can I have yeah. everything on there. So I, I'm very minimalistic. So it's funny to see the stuff that he sees of me that represent me. Like I'll see, I'll catch, I'll catch him with uh, my sunglasses in, in in his backpack. I'll catch him with uh, my hat in his backpack. So it's like, and then you start seeing those 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 worksheets that that they do at school of like, oh my dad, my you know for Father's Day, oh my dad likes to do this, or for Mother's Day, my mom likes to do that. So it's those questions, oh what's your dad's favorite color? What's his favorite food? So to see his answers and to actually be like comfortable with those answers okay. so a lot of a lot of parents don't see that they don't they neglect their kids and they don't they don't see how they're neglecting them they just think oh here's your phone here's, here's my phone go play Tablet, I uh, just saw only the cases so I just saw like uh, I don't know one of the fucking Instagrams or like you know the show and tell or like when kids draw about their you know their parents yeah uh, so I think it must have been in the shive or something or like there's a bunch of like teachers submit the, the drawings one of them they had like you know my dad likes to smoke his funny cigarette yeah <laughs> and they and they draw the, the, exactly. the and then my mom likes to drink wine exactly. and then there was one that was I, I don't know if it was real or not but if people were commenting it was hilarious my mom likes to hug the mailman exactly <laughs> so, so it's exactly just like, what the fuck exactly and here's the thing we don't put ourselves at at the kids perspective the yeah. kids see things differently yeah very differently and that's like that's one thing that me and my girl have to like constantly feedback because she spends the majority of the time with the kids so by the time I get home she's over them she like she's take them they're yours yeah. so it's like I have to come in and like change change the change the motions change the vibe the rhythm change the rhythm exactly and um, and shift it up with them so I try to like I used to be I used to be the one to get the most mad at them and bitch at them the most and now I'm like fucking realizing that it doesn't fucking work and and what I realize is that all they're doing every time I, I, I raise my voice at them like that they're just shutting down so now they're not getting anything done so now I go in there and shift it up and like instead of telling them oh do this do this do that I'll play with them a bit I'll make I'll make sure I get them laughing before I give them any suggestions and I give them suggestions I don't give them orders Oh, okay. You know, it's a difference. All right. You know, it's a different, different approach. Little things, different approach. little things. Yeah, little things that fucking little yeah. things that make a different approach for them. Like, we my we have our daughter that's 11 right now, and she's starting to break out in acne, and she's starting to go 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 through the changes. And I tell her, I'm like, you gotta wash your face every night. You gotta, you know, go through your steps. And there's nights that like she's already in bed. So I have to literally, and my girl will bitch at her, be like, "Oh, go wash your face." I'm like, "That she, you're telling her that it's just an order. That's just a whole another order on top of the many orders that you that she's, she's been already got. that she's already got through school, through whatever, and us at home. That's just another order. So what I have to do is take that extra minute or two to sit down and be like, "Look." 
You're breaking out. You got to do this. What ma- what's going to make it easier for you to get this done? Just get it done. It's going to be so much easier. Like, I start convincing her of why, like, instead of telling her, oh, no, just do it and get it done. It's more of like, Talking well, the these benefits. are the benefits of why you do it. And, yeah, it takes a little longer. But now I don't have to sit down and explain the benefits for her. I just look at her and tell her, you know why. You know why you have to do it. You know why you have to clean up after yourself. She's the most, she's more organized than we are. Yeah. She's yeah, there's a, there's a different approaches. There's uh, some that still go, the, the yelling, and there's some the scolding, and yeah. then because, because I, got I said my, so. I got my ass whooped up until Shit. like fucking teenagers. And now what my kids ass too. Yeah. Whenever the fuck they deserve it, they know they deserved it. Yeah, why? Because yeah. I've already sat down with them and if I have to sit down with them many times then I do it I do it that's the last resort right yeah and I and I sit down with them many times and explain things to them but once I see once I see that look on their face that okay I know I'm not supposed to be doing this but I'm doing it anyways or I know I'm not Ah, supposed to be throwing this tantrum but I'm doing it anyways then okay okay well I'm doing this anyways yeah when they when when you tell them no and they look you in the eyes yeah and do it anyways yeah (laughs) yeah exactly like uh my kids luckily like they're not to that extent But Like they do stuff Like out of their own Cause they know that They could get away with it Cause they get away with it With the abuelo They get away with it With the abuela With the tío With the nino With the mom You know With me it's just I I don't bitch at them I just speak more direct to them I just tell them like Look this is what you gotta get done Get it done And then I go back to laughing with them And my kid It's funny cause He'll throw He's a Gemini He'll go from like Being happy To being mad To being sad They're the bipolar sign And it's fucking it's, <laughs> My dad My dad's that <laughs> It all yeah. makes sense now My son Like I'll tell him Oh no you can't do that And he's the type to like Throw a tantrum Get mad And then And then go to like His corner or whatever Go hide basically Then I go in Or we start talking About something else And he'll run into the room Cracking jokes And talking about this Or acting like He's a fucking superhero And it's like With him I've learned a lot Of like how to ship How to ship my character Cause If I act a certain way Then he's just giving me That in return But if I act comical With him And like Say like Hey What do you need You need help doing it You need help doing this Doing that It's like And it's just little things It's the little things And we don't take that time We just rather tell him Here go play with the iPad Yeah You know yeah. Clean up your room Here's the thing Our parents always Told us Go clean up your room They never sat there With us and told us Look you could do this With your room You could organize it This way You could just I see that with our daughter Because I've told her Like I've sat down And I'm like When it comes to my workstation I'm very particular About where things go Yeah you know Where everything's at When it comes to my Personal life I I have shit (laughs) everywhere but I sat down with her and did that with her where it's like, okay, well, look, you could put your, all your hair stuff right here, all your toys right here, your books, she loves to read, so all your books right here, and all this stuff, organize it so you know where it's at, so when you need to look for it. Now we go into a room and it's like, damn, can you do our room like that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> she has a bin for all her dirty laundry. She has her, her calendar with all her stuff. She might not follow through with everything, but, but it's there. It's there, yeah. She has a list of the stuff that she has to do in the morning before school. And then the stuff that she has to do before going to sleep. Now I don't have to go in and explain to her what she has to do. All I have to do is tell her, go look at your list. 
And she knows If she wants to throw a fit about it It's like There's no way of standard buzz Just get what you have done And then we'll go back to Watching the movie We'll go back to Having a good time How many kids do you have? Three. All three? Yeah Okay Yeah it's seven Nine and eleven So our oldest is a girl And then our, our, our Two younger ones are boys So they're the little firecrackers Yeah that they're, And that's too Like I'm learning with them Because the two older ones Are my stepkids Okay So it's like I have to learn How to work with them I have to learn How to work with my own son I have to learn how to like keep it keep it balanced keep it balanced distribute myself out and how and understand that I might come home to a different reaction from each of them and that is where like like our daughter she's off in her own world all the time and I have to like get her attention I'm like hey I'm here oh hey what's up how you doing gives me hugs she gives like the biggest bear hugs she's the smallest person but she gives me like the biggest bear hugs and I know there's something wrong when she doesn't do that oh okay so oh hey how you doing okay what's wrong what's going on yeah what happened at school and my little one I get home he's always trying to hide from me trying to play hide and seek our middle child he's the he's the middle child he's oh hi what's up yeah dude I'm here give me a hug I, I'll have to go and mess with him, and, and and you know it's. I just have to learn how to approach them differently. My son hides from me for me to go find him. They all want attention. They all want in you to go way. in their own way. Some someone will give it to you by ignoring you. Someone will give it to you by shutting down. But those are signs that we gotta see and be like, oh shit, there's something wrong, or he needs a little bit extra attention. He needs a hug. You know, whatever it is He needs to be smiling Because there's no reason You know, or have it just be There's times that, It's funny Because there's times That I've come home And one of our boys is outside And he's just kind of like Roaming around Just kicking rocks Not really like doing anything Not really even playing And I go home He's like, he's like my, my girl will be like ¿Está tu hijo allá afuera? I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, I kicked him out of the house He doesn't want to help He doesn't want to do this Alright, get out of my house So we give him that like We give them love and care But we also give them The ultimatum It's yeah. like If you're gonna be In this household You're gonna help If not then Go outside You don't have to Live in here Yeah You know We're not I gonna mean, Leave them yeah. outside But like yeah, A couple hours uh, An hour outside Is gonna make it Seem like eternal For them Go kick rocks for a bit Yeah uh, Like I don't wanna See you here <laughs> well, You know what You're out there Why don't you Cut the grass <laughs> I do that Like I get, I have them On a reward system To where like Oh if you water the If you water the plants It's this much If you take out the trash It's this much If you If you uh um, if you uh, wash the dishes this much It started off with money Now it's not even about that Now it's just about who, who, who has more points over each other oh, okay. So you create a competition for them And then <laughs> that's, that's pretty good Like put it this way Our middle one that's the laziest one He's the one that's doing the most now Just because of the point system Because he wants to be first on everything Okay Competitive So yeah He's a, he's a competitive one So I always have to tell him Like you're competitive But you want to be lazy You don't want to do this You don't want to do that I can have participation medals Yeah exactly <laughs> There's no eighth place trophy here. Like you just, so it's just learning that, and like that's part of the whole. I learned that by learning how to deal with my art. I learned how to deal with my kids because they're all a piece of my artwork. They're all their own art piece and their and their self. I can't go, I can't go to my youngest son and try to give, try to make, try to create a serious painting because he's all fucking jokes and giggles. Yeah. I can't go to uh, my oldest and try to create something grungy because she's like very lovey dovey. So it's like You gotta learn how to create Who they are And learn that They're all different And the last thing That we gotta do Is Compare them 
that's the worst thing. Like, oh. I, I grew up as an only child. Oh, okay. I'm an only child. But I grew up with my cousins. And I hate it when people would compare us because it's like... We're unique. We're each. We love each other. Like mm-hmm. I grew up with my cousins as brothers, but um, at the same time, it's like I would hate it when people would compare me to them because I was always more around bunches. I was always more like more more like wherever the attention's at, I'm gonna go there. Mm-hmm. And my cousins were always more laid back, more like just go with the flow kind of thing. So when when people would compare, especially when like we went through school and we had similar teachers, and be like, oh, why aren't you more like him? Because I would be the loudest one. I would be the more annoying one. It's like, because I'm not. Like, <laughs> And I would take offense. I would feel like me being who I am was wrong. Me being so social was the wrong thing. You know, me being so outgoing was the wrong thing. Why? Because everybody else is so, like, to themselves. Oh, I, you know, don't go talk to them. Say to yourself, stay in your cocoon. Be safe. Yeah, yeah. Be it's like, oh, shit, yeah. It's like, oh, shit, maybe I should be comfortable. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you learn. That's how you look. If, I, if I hadn't came and talked to you guys, then I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that opens up the next door and the next door and the next door. And that's what that, that's that's the example that we got to give to our kids of just like everything's possible. Yeah. Being able to go to all those little businesses, regardless of how small they were, but being able to go to those as a kid through the back door and see and saw how they operated was like mind blowing to me. Seeing, going in through the kitchen and seeing the register and seeing where they kept everything was fucking mind blowing for me as a kid. Was like, wow, this is where it all comes from. And then going to like downtown LA, the Los Callejones, to the produce district and see where it really came from. And then taking that tour to the, to the farms, you know, having family that has farms and ranches and stuff like that and seeing where it grew at, it's like it just takes you back to the root and like, it, it makes you appreciate that apple that you fucking eat, you know? Yeah, that, you, yeah you saw where it came from. Yeah, you. I, I was able to get that perspective in life and in the hood, too, because all our business, our main clientele was in the hood. We, we weren't going to fucking Santa Monica, Beverly Hills to sell produce, to sell fucking, to get people credit, to sell tortillas and frijoles and pan dulce. You know, and a lot of that business has died, but where I'm at right now working, I'm in Mar Vista. I still hear the... Yeah, the cucaracha. Yeah. You know, el tiro lito, the fucking, whatever they would... My parents had every nickname. Put it this way, kids knew my dad's name before they knew their own dad's name just because they knew okay if I say this name I'm gonna go get candy you know it was a, my dad was like the ice cream man for the fucking blog you know it was like the, 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 the fucking the name was right there blasted on the side of the truck that's what kids knew I was el, I was el hijo del panadero el hijo del del del, del frutero yeah that was me you know so to see that and to like take that now and to use that as that like I wish I could have kept that business and kept it like as just a just an installation yeah. just like bring it up to like like what they're doing right here with the food truck yeah have that just be our business like maybe later on down the line I'll be able to do that your parents retire. retired my dad the my mom passed away my mom was the one that was like really had the business going my dad was just more of the like he was a labor he was a hand he was a muscle basically so after that he just kind of like he did it for a couple more years but it wasn't the same it died it, it changed it went everything went online and if you don't if you don't keep updating then then you die out with that yeah so it's just the evolution of things you know kind of go from there but just growing that's why I, I work 
work with stuff like this grassroots everything comes from the ground up you know every that's how we got to start it the first if, it's, if this was your first episode i'd be fucking glad to fucking jump on it and i'd be excited you know over being episode 100 oh, you know okay. and this just the evolution like yeah. I, I i've i've been in businesses where they're i've been in tattoo shops where they're barely starting and there's like the first week and second week and they're like stressed out already like fuck why isn't every, anybody walking in i'm like your first year to two years is just gonna be experimental yeah it's just gonna be a trial and error every fucking day you gotta come in as it's fucking something new yeah yeah it's fucking going going at it that's business you just gotta keep keep growing keep growing keep networking yeah that's yeah that's the thing I mean trust me when we first started dude we we had like just our friends and family following us hey that's more than and it's just like okay now we're up to six fans homie there you go (laughs) I think we went up to seven it's a tension like I said get on those get on those extra links like LinkedIn is a good account for you guys to have TikTok is a great account for you guys to have Instagram and Facebook are dying out it's oversaturated everybody's on there everyone thinks that there's something on there you gotta have over Instagram right now you gotta have over 200,000 followers to be to even like Make be that, at the beginning yeah to be at the beginning you gotta have at least 200,000 followers I can see that you know TikTok, uh, an account like TikTok you post you have like five six followers and you're already gaining over a thousand views it's the attention. It, it's where the attention's at. You just gotta figure out where the attention's at. Right? I guess we're doing TikTok, Fernie. You have to start yeah. fucking lip singing, homie. I yeah. know. Look, <laughs> you know, create it yourself. It's here's the thing. Like techno. Here's the thing. If you go into it and try to do what everybody else is doing, then you're just gonna be filtered into the rest of it. If you go in there and do the complete opposite or do something that's unique to you, then it, it might take a year or two or three or four to even get some kind of attention. But you're creating content And it's unique to You're, you're creating the consistency You know what That That's uh, We're always talking about this Because we're always um, You know We're always coming up with ideas Before we record Or wherever we start talking about Hey how about we did this Or how about we do that And then we start riffing from there Like yeah. And then Before we were recording Ya nos cagando de risa Because it's so funny Exactly but then, but then Here we go We're like Fuck but when are we gonna do it You know We all three have a job you know, this is not this is this is not like a. It started off as not a hobby, but it started off as, you know, an outlet. Yeah. You know, to be able to just meet up and and shoot the shit with the compas and everything, and then it started building, and then it started like the the, the snowball effect, you know. Yeah. And it's still going. I mean, this bad boy's still rolling, and we still have big plans and we have big ideas. Uh, it's just that. El tiempo, you know, like yeah, we time, have a family. Time. We want to do videos. We want to do skits. We want to do parodies. We want to, you know, do all kinds of things. But it's like we all have lives. We all have things. It's, it's like, easier when you create it around you. Yeah. So there's people that are, people that have no problem being in front of a camera day in and day out. Some of us might not be comfortable, but there's still something that we could document. There's still something that we see on a day to day basis that nobody else sees. Have it be that same fucking no. Have it be that same fucking coffee mug. There's people that are famous on social media because they post up a different coffee mug every fucking day. A different coffee. You never see their face. You don't know who the fuck they are. But what? That's the first thing that people see when they wake up is that coffee. Mm. You know? And and it's gone to other points where, like, I know know certain people that they'll have the top lid of their coffee and they'll just write, like, a a two, three-word quote on there. And just take a boomerang of that and post that. Whatever your niche is, whatever the smallest thing is that, that you that you do, 
make that your consecutive thing and then it's going to branch out it's going to branch out to something else branch out to this branch out to that if you have if you eat an apple a day record that fucking apple that you're eating a day and just make a consistent it's a pattern yeah it's the pattern of it with art it's uh there's no such there's no such it, what is it it's a a mistake that, that that that's that's done repeatedly becomes a pattern a lie that's repeated constantly becomes the truth or it becomes politics like people say <laughs> you know but um yeah it's just the consecutiveness of it if you you know if you do something and you if you're doing an artwork piece and you're doing so fucking good on it and then accidentally you get a paint splatter on there it's gonna look worse if you try to take it off then you just let it be and that's what I've learned like all my art all my clothing has all kinds of paint all over it every time I go to try to wipe it off it looks like a fucking moco it looks like a shit stain uh, it looks like someone threw up on it right. but when I let it just dry it looks like a fucking paint splatter on there and that's better than having it look like a fucking piece of turd got wiped off your, off your pants or something. Uh, like you sat on something. Man. Yeah. Shit. So it's just a perspective. It's just a point of view of something. And it takes me back to that drawing that I was telling you about with my with my mom. It's knowing what the fuck to do with with the with the resources that you have. You know, you guys seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where he says, "Sell me this pen." Sell me this pen. You're not going to sell the pen. You're going to sell yourself through that pen. Yes. So it could be whatever. It could be a sticker that you're fucking trying to give away to somebody, but that that's going to represent what you're trying to get. It's the attention. Take notes, Bernie. We got to sell those shirts. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Put you out there to sell pens. Right? <laughs> hey, a couple of paint, paint splatters on those pens will fucking make it a, a one of a kind. No shit. Now those $20 pens go for $2,000. I'm just gonna go put pens under your artwork while you paint right under your canvas. There you go. I'll sell those. Ones. Yeah, the evolution. <laughs> and you know what? It, it, right now that you say that, I've I've started to do artwork based on my background because sometimes my palette ends up looking more creative than my artwork because oh, wherever I'm mixing my paint yeah. ends up being more creative more colorful and more bright than my artwork because in my artwork I got to blend and I got to saturate and I got to put the darks and the tones and, and this and that the palette is just the palette so I do I use a lot of aerosol a lot of spray paint a lot of paint splatters a lot of like whatever kind of paint I get my hands on so there's a lot of overspray there's a lot of effects on stuff sometimes I use tape to like barrier stuff to, yeah. to mask things off when I peel off that tape and the effect that is on that tape it's an art piece in of itself so it's that randomness what, what is it that the the famous Bob Marley song uh, the stone the stone that the builder ref that the, the stone that the builder refused will always be the, the head of the stone so it's always those rocks when you're building a wall it's always those rocks that you put at the end yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're like oh this one's not good to, to build a foundation with but those are always going to be on top because when you're building you're going to run out of resources and those those rocks that you rejected at, at first are going to be the ones are going to be the ones on top well left yeah, yeah it's going to be what's left so you just use whatever resources you have I feel like we limit ourselves when we have more. less is more. We limit ourselves when we have too many resources. There was a time where, and it's funny because there was a time where I would have buddies that would come home, come to my studio with cardboard cutouts from a box that they found or the back, the inside part of a cereal box to draw on because that's how little resources we had. Oh, 
shit. That's how, and it's, you know, yeah, we could go anywhere and just buy resources, but when you're living on, like, limit... Fucking, you're but, living penny to penny. Well, like yeah. I said, though, that the lack of resources makes you get creative. Brings out the creativity, and it's funny because... It's always been an on and off thing Like I've always I'll have art sessions For like Six, seven months straight Every fucking week And then I'll go like A whole year Without uh, having anything And then go Do a couple weeks again And then like Kind of slow down It's always on and off Just Because it's a side thing As well And I remember once With this homie One of the homies Came by And he was one of the ones That was there with me In the dirt Like in the fucking Hunger of it Yeah And um I remember him coming to the studio once And this was I had picked up a job at Joanne's Around this time Just for the fact of Being able to get supplies at a discount <laughs> Just to get the the, the, the Employee discount yeah, yeah. Just to get deals Whatever was going on So after a couple months of working there I racked up a lot of supplies And he, he came over And he still had his cardboard cutouts He still had like Dollar paints Dollar brushes That we would mess around with And I'm like Dog Look I showed him the shelf Like dog We ain't gotta live like this no more <laughs> We made it We got canvas We got brushes We got fresh brushes We got acrylics We got acrylics We got good acrylics We don't got that water paint anymore So we it's got, like We got thinner We don't have to use Pichel col de caña Exactly <laughs> You know so that that, that Man I have it I have it This is how far back In business Like I go My parents used to go To Mexicali Tijuana And bring back boxes De alcohol de caña Yeah Boxes just to resell And it's illegal though You can only carry like Two, three bottles Per Per person Per person My mom would bring back boxes Boxes of them And she would say Oh, ponemos las cobijas Y ustedes niños se sienten arriba de ella This was before 9-11 obviously Your mom was a hustler Yeah, get in in where you fit in You know, like Even in Mexico They're from Michoacán My my mom's family is from Michoacán And even in Mexico She had a route On her way to school Of locations that she would drop off Gelatinas that my grandma and grandpa would make to sell so they, instead of like trying to instead of trying to like build a store or build a storefront and have people come to you uh, their yeah. stores already there's every fucking little corner market is a store so they would go and drop off to here to there to there yeah on the way to school and then on the way back she would collect collect the money from whatever she made that day so that like just hearing those stories from our parents like just blew my mind and knowing that like my parents did my grandma had to do this because my grandpa would come over here the bracero to work and my my grandma wouldn't see the money having eight children wouldn't see the money for six seven eight months at a time and okay my grandpa was out here making money but the money would never really make it out there until he showed up back out there so throughout these six seven months my grandma would have to figure a way out to make money and feed these fucking kids so it got to the point where like they would start selling food outside of the house with just the leftovers si había si había tostadas y frijoles pues tostadas y frijoles to sell them whoever who would walk by whoever wanted to buy it 
And to hear stories from my mom saying that, like, once they got, once they got more business coming in, that they were able to afford meat. Uh-huh. Like back then, affording meat was like, wow. You have a, un, un trocito de carne was like, wow. You made that little piece last. You had five tortillas for that little, tor- okay. that little piece of meat. Dos trozos de carne se hacen como cinco galones de pinche caldo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And to think that my mom would take the little bit of food that she that that they did have already and go like two houses down to a family that was poorer than they were and go eat with them and my mom, my grandma my mom's mom would tell her oh well why are you gonna go porque vas a presumir lo poquito que tienes en frente like no I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go presumir with them I'm gonna go exchange with them they could have my meat I want some of their frijoles cause the poorer they are the better they taste yeah <laughs> you know so like my mom would always have this this, uh, this thing said like pobre pero feliz yeah sure. Shit, so your mom was bartering before we even knew what this it was. This was like 14, 15 years old person, you know, like, and, and bartering down. Yeah. Taking the stuff of value that she had and spreading it around. Yeah. If it was a plate with, like, a little piece of meat that, that she would get, she would take that plate two, two, two houses down to this family that had kids. And here, you guys have the meat? Let me just get some of your tortillas with fucking frijoles. Or not even, like, here, just take it. Like, this is for you guys. Yeah. And Oof. to have that kind of, like, Influence back on me It's like I got those shoes To fill now Yeah Like that's the perspective That's the That's what I Kind of like See Now that we gotta give back It's like However little bit it is It's It's everybody's Cause I grew up as an only kid My parents Were Had their own business By that time So they were You know They were able to like Take me places And, and experience things I remember them taking me to like the Staples Center when it first opened and there was like a big Power Ranger fucking 3D fucking thing going on. How old are you? I'm 31. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were, okay, I thought you were older. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, fuck. the Staples Center open. la barba. I know. Es la barba. I thought we were, I don't like a Yeah. We're the same age, but I'm like, oh shit, no, you're younger. Yeah, and I remember them taking me there. I was probably like eight or nine years old and buying me everything that was there with the, you know, it wasn't a lot of money, but they made enough to be able to take me there and I did not enjoy it because I was there by myself I did not have a cousin there I did not have a friend there I just started realizing that like okay all this big fancy stuff it's not worth it if I don't have anybody to like really experience it with like my parents were there like they would take me to these rides and to the roller coasters and stuff but I was on these rides by myself most of the time it's not the same unless you have someone to experience it a sibling or a cousin or a friend everything that I've always done and be, be able to like have I've always wanted to like experience it with somebody else like it, it's hold me back on creating myself like I only have the last few years really creating my own artistry but I have my whole life trying to open up doors trying to open up uh, yeah. the network and oh you have talent over here oh well hey this person has talent over here check him out and just giving a shout out I always got into things by not necessarily name dropping but just pretending like I already knew what the fuck was going on yeah yeah I remember getting into the bars getting into clubs and this was before I was even 21 I would just walk up straight to the front of the place and just 
walk. Walk like, in like if you were there before. Like if I was there already. Yeah, no, I, I was blessed that I grew facial hair at a young age. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> so, saying. Yeah. Like, okay, fact that you might have looked, uh, yeah, looked 31 like, back then. I was like 15 with like a goatee and, and like long, <laughs> long sideburns and stuff, going into places that I was not supposed to be in. You know, but just it's your confidence, people. You're like, it's your body language. That used to let you go behind the curtain on the video store, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you have to ask if you could go behind the curtain, then you're not old enough. Yeah. So what would I do? Just walk right in and go right in? What are they gonna tell you? Like you belong, yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you act like you belong, then you just fit right in. I remember getting into shows. Yeah. Getting into shows, buying beer, fucking getting into clubs, bars, because I remember going into like backyard shows and I would never pay because I always knew somebody at the door. And then going to like more bigger events, like going into bars and you never pay because it's a, it's a bar. Yeah. So when it came to like going to clubs or going to like private stuff that was you had to pay and wait in line to get in, I'm like, fuck this. There has to be an easier way. So I would always go in and just walk all the way up to the front, kind of eyeball things or just mind my own business and walk right in. Acknowledge every because it's, it's when you start avoiding eye contact yeah. with people, then they're like, okay, this person's fishy. Yeah. I would, Why is he not looking at me? Like, I, I would look at these fuckers straight in the eyes, being like 15, 16, at a bar, be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, bro? How you been? Hey, how's the family? Good. All right, man. <laughs> exactly. You, and that's, that became comfortable for me because of the fact of going into these businesses through the back door. So it just became easier. It's like, they don't call the, sh the person up front doesn't call the shots. It's the person in the back that calls the shots. The person up front is just the receptionist, just the host. They're the face. They're just the yeah. face. They're just there to put on a smile. It's, yeah, I've always, uh, so uh, Freddie and I used to, uh, we used to be roommates back in this uh, apartment in downtown LA. Uh -huh. And our thing is that we didn't care about the leasing department. We didn't care about the managers or anything. Our people was like the security and the, and the, and the, and the maintenance guy. <laughs> that was our thing, you know? Yeah. So we knew the security. Like, we like always chit chat with them. Like, what's up, Charles? And blah, blah, blah. What's up, go? What's going on? And then the, the maintenance guy. Yo, yeah. Jesus, como estas? Coming on up. Like, boom, boom, boom. Every day. Chit chat. They're the simple. ones that are going to take care and of you. And next thing you know, something breaks down. I'm like, hey, wait. Boom. This is like, oh, I'll be there. Do I have to call it in? Nah, don't worry about it. I'll go take care of it. They're going to be the ones that are going to come up to you like, hey, I found all this stuff in the dumpster. You want some of it? <laughs> yeah. Our neighbor, for a long time, used to be, when he lived there, was a wait, worked for waste management. And he was he would go around, drive around. Man, that dude brought home some of the coolest stuff. Yeah. He would because he would pick up trash from like Kmart, from Walmart. So a lot of the dead stock that they would have, or a lot of shit that was just broken, or like had a little thing with the tag was off or whatever. He would he would find them in the off to the side of these dumpsters and just pick them up and bring them home. He brought some of the first like big toys that I saw were shit that he brought home from shit that he found out on the fucking dumpsters. You know. So, <laughs> Like Bob like from La Nerf, Bamba Like the Nerf guns Yeah exactly Whatever you find from behind Yeah because he went to the, the movie studios And that's where he found All the cartoon drawings and, exactly. uh, and the props and everything Going back to that The first introduction That I had with hip hop Was us riding our bikes The street We're blessed enough That the street that I lived on Is right outside of the hood and it's a dead end street, so it was very like quiet. Yeah, we were we were the we to the day we've been the rowdiest ones there, and 
it's always quiet. There was probably like one. There was a family down down the way that they were so good that they were bringing in foster kids. But these foster kids were from all over. So there was foster kids on drugs and everything. We would find we, by us just riding our bikes up and down up and down the block. We found their stash. We found some of these fucking foster kids that would go out and jack shit and couldn't have stuff in that in that in that foster yeah. home. We found their stash in one of the bushes. A stack of like 15, 16 CDs, all like all West Coast hip hop. This was probably like 95, 96. Yeah. So that was good shit. I this was my first. I never I didn't know what any of the covers were. I didn't know who any of these artists were. I did, the only music that I knew back then was Rancheras from my dad, and that was it. Las cumbias, you know, las cumbias, San Juan Gabriel. Yeah. You know, and los pinches bookies. Yeah. And that's all I knew. Once we, me and my cousin came across this, and I don't even remember what happened with any of the CDs. Only I remember the images. I remember the I remember the dog. I remember the Dog okay. Pound album okay. with the palm, with the the blue one, the white one with the blue palm there. I remember the Bone Thugs East 1999 album where there's in the corner the Biggie, the notorious one where he is a baby on the album. Oh, the good yeah. ones, dog. Yeah. The good ones. Exactly. The Chronic one because they had the Wheat Plan. The 2000, the 2000, no, it was the. The, the 2007. Like the, yeah, the, 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 the Chronic, the yeah. original Chronic. Yeah. So I remember seeing all this, but I didn't know what the fuck it was. So we all just, like, between my cousin, my neighbor, and myself, we just divided them up Ended up with like Four or five I was the youngest So I would always get Screwed out of everything yeah. I got like Whatever leftover shit They didn't want That's all I, You know what I got I remember taking The biggie one Cause nobody Like these fools Didn't want an East Coast rapper It was all the West Coast shit At that time Oh I want I want that Dre I want that Snoop I want that Dog Pound That Bone Thugs You know just cause They were under Ruthless Were like oh shit But I didn't know Any of this I was a kid And I just kept them Just cause that, that Was my cut Oh you could take That one You could take this one I'll take this one you take that one but that was like my introduction to hip hop and like years fucking later like the whole evolution now it's a whole culture now it's a whole lifestyle yeah you know and like for me it was always like the rancheras in espanol the, the stuff that like we were that we were able like oh we're being rebellious with like listening to rock in espanol oh yeah <laughs> that was like oh wow this is yeah, different caifanes you know? or maldita you know, or listening to me vale was like as a kid at, around that time was like that was the fucking anthem uh, now it's like you have all these preppy kids fucking singing to me vale it's like what the fuck do you have like it, it took away the the value of it it was valuable at, at his moment but then from there for me it evolved to like punk rock I was a big punk rock fan throughout but still to the day it's like it's something that just changed my whole perspective on everything you know listening to listening to some of the some of these metal bands listening to like Rage yeah. listening to Rage at, at that age oh, like dude. dude it's fucking it changes how the fuck you look at things I'm no longer worried about what this person's gonna think of me you know I'm more focused on my own fucking anger and my own fucking fuck like, you I won't do what you tell me exactly fuck you. when you have that shit on repeat oh, then you don't care what the fuck the other person says yeah. or things or you know it's just, all that influences us and that's all that like I see that in my art and I see that when I'm associating with other people like you see what they're about you, you start to read their psychology and what they relate from and like I was saying before off air like we gotta unlearn all this stuff we gotta unlearn what all these rap songs have been teaching us about being again or I'm better than you I'm better than that or 
my clique against your clique. We got to unlearn all this, you know, for as much as we love it, for as much as it's a part of us, we got to release it in order for it, for us to evolve. Like we could stay a fucking... We we can stay a, a fucking cocoon forever. Or we could fucking reach yeah, out. We need of to re- it. Yeah, we need to step you outside. Know, everyone our- that's still bumping Tupac, like yeah, my respects. Fucking Tupac was a fucking legend. But what else are you listening to? What else is new? Like stay on what's fresh. What's to get the evolution going? If now you're gonna just be outdated. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm outdated. Yeah, I'm outdated because I I can't relate to these new rappers. I mean, uh, my girl listens to Kendrick. Uh-huh. Um, she'll listen to other ones and I'll hear them, and they're pretty good. They're good, but they don't speak to me. Our parents couldn't relate to a lot oh, of yeah. stuff that we listen to. I know, but see yeah. now, but see, like you said, you, I grew you grew up with these. This, this music these songs so did I my parents my dad to this day can't believe that I that I still listen to you know freaking Gerardo Reyes or I listen to Chente oh, yeah. and everything and I'm like oh esos pasteles verdes and my dad's are like I'm like you 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 taught me this growing yeah. up my dad always worked so he never he he never went to school basically yeah. so he never learned to read or write he knows pictures he could get you up acro- up and down across town no problem Every time he wanted He's big on music Every time he wanted To buy music That I would be with him What songs does this album have Or who are these He'll give me the tape He'll give me the CD For me to read Every fucking song For me to read What the group was For me to read Like the songs And how many of them And all that So a lot of this stuff I have it implanted In my head Without even like Los Invasores Ramon Ayala Cornelio Reina You know All this stuff Is just stuff that like It's just generic for you know, like you said Gerardo Reyes like nobody really knows no. people know Gerardo Ortiz people yeah. don't know Gerardo Reyes no, they are, and people know Chente but they don't know Gerardo Reyes and yeah. you think that that's like they were like neck and neck and Gerardo Reyes was probably above Chente when they first started they were yeah they were neck and neck and yeah. then you know I think uh, Gerardo Reyes passed away yeah. and that's where he stopped and, but Chente oh, yeah it's just they're, they're the same genre but just two different styles but it's Put it this way Chente was like The rebellious one Of his time Yeah He was El Mujeriego He was the one That like He sung He sung songs Differently He you know So it's the evolution There are There's a lot of this stuff A lot of this new hip hop That's like don't don't fucking connect with us at all. Yeah. But there's a lot of it that does, and it's for us to find it. Like I want to shout out probably R2 Revolutionary Rhythms. If you ever you guys ever get a chance to listen to them, they're from the South Bay Harbor area, and they're dope. They're they're on a good tip, and just there's a lot of artists like that that are like actually doing stuff the way they use the ways we do, done the way it should be done, but they're still relevant. They're relevant with the times. Yeah. And I, I wonder if um, like you know, when hip hop started like I mean the people like Slick Rick and yeah. Run DMC and everything that that generation I wonder how their take was when uh, the gangster rap came out oh I'm pretty sure they hated it you know yeah I'm pretty sure they, yeah everybody had something negative to say about it like there was a whole unity movement going on around that time in, in hip hop so that kind of like oh now these fools are game banging yeah but they don't see the culture of it like LA is a big gang culture but it's being it's changing now because it's being more it's being more ran by from within. That's the only way it's going to flourish is from within. 
So when everyone kind of saw it differently, hip hop was just an addition to the what was already the gang culture here. Yeah, and the police brutality and the, and all that. Hip hop and rap was just a voice for it. It was just a verbal expression, expression of it. But the culture has always been there. You can see it everywhere. It goes back from even before. It goes back even before like the 20s when when the first gangs started coming around. It goes back to our tribal, tribal, primal uh, instincts. We are tribal creatures. We come from, especially like any Mexica, any uh, any Chicano, any Azteca, any any uh, native, any native. We come from tribes, and we come from tribes of. Nobody, you can speak to every, any gang member, you can speak to anyone, they do stuff out of protection. They don't do, they're not doing stuff to retaliate. If they if they do it first, it's because they know if they don't do it first, someone's going to do it to them. Oh, okay. So it's just, it's gotten up, it's evolved into what it is now. But now it's now that it's hit its I, I think like game banging has hit its peak where it's now being understood differently. It's being it's being understood for the culture that it is, and it's being you know you're still gonna have your good and you're still gonna have your bad. You know you're still gonna have your foods that just want to go out and cause trouble. You know you're gonna have that in every hood, but you have a much greater every day you have more and more of these game that are coming together and being unified every day you got more and more the more the more people the more tragedies that happen the more people are coming together because they're realizing that fuck we're just we're going through generation and generation and generation of just killing each other yeah you know because yeah, it's just there's nothing my, substantial there it's, well, just, it's yeah. still really small progress that, that has been done because keep in mind a lot of these gangs have not been in competition with each other and so much fighting with each other up until all all these drugs came into effect then that's when the major game war started because everybody was fighting over turf over over who's gonna have who's gonna make more money off the drugs who's gonna be selling in that corner so a lot of that just comes off of that and it really has redirected this whole this whole culture this whole tribal um, community into a very different way of, of doing things now 30 40 40, 50 years later we're starting to realize that it's not the way to go like the drugs are phasing out you know crack is no longer a major issue like how it was throughout most of the time that we were kids mm -hmm. most of the time that we were most of us were born around that fucking era yeah so now it takes time it takes time especially if there's nothing if there's nothing in, like fully impacting us like a drive-by happens every day but let alone let something happen to where it's a kid that gets killed gang members could be killed every day but have, have it be a kid that's like young that has no decision over anything and you see the community come together you see things change either forcefully yeah you know what and it continues to happen but the more of that that happens the more people are realizing that that's not the way to go how it should be yeah so we're stepping away from that and the more conscious the more we speak to ourselves the more conscious we're becoming the more united we're becoming we're realizing that we're not that much different from our primos across the block from our brothers on the next fucking neighborhood yeah, that's you know it's, and that's the perspective that I had that I was able to see in the business that I was I was in four or five different neighborhoods every fucking day 
And I, 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 I saw it, I saw that it was limiting to just represent one neighborhood, to just represent this street. Sometimes there's people in the same neighborhood just because there's two streets over, don't fuck with each other. <laughs> and I would see that, and I'm like, as a kid, I would see, see that, and it's like, why? It make no sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just yeah. Sometimes it's ridiculous, but it's that it's that uh, ego. It's that it is it's that, that ego, and, not, and it's that sometimes the ignorance, ignorance too, yeah. ignorance. It's a lot of uh, our own angst, yeah. our own uh, vibe that we're kind of embedded into. If we're in a fight or flight environment, then we're always gonna be looking over our shoulders. Yeah. So whenever we go somewhere and someone's looking at us, they might just be checking out the design that's on our shirt. Oh, you might look they familiar. Might just, like, yeah, hey, where's that I from? do that. Oh my god! The other day I was at Big Lots and I just walked in and I seen some dude ponytail, I all tatted up, pretty built. And, but I just saw his back and right away I thought it was a homie. I thought it was a homie that comes by the shop. And I'm like, dang. And I knew he was way out of his area from where he, yeah. out of his community. So I straight out, I didn't even look, bother to look at his face. I just straight out crept up behind him. I'm like, dang, you getting caught slipping over here. Turned around, <laughs> it wasn't him. It was a completely other mother, oh, a completely other fool that I did not know. I'm like, oh shit. But I didn't, I didn't, you know, he, he looked at me like, whatever. Yeah. And right away, you know, I, I just, I met I'm like, hey, my bad, you know, my name's such and such. I thought you were the homie. And left it at that. But other people might get offended right away. Some people, some people might be so embarrassed that they got the wrong person that they won't even take it back. Yeah, they won't like, be like, oh, sorry. They might just like, fuck it. I already said it. What's up? <laughs> Start talking about him. Right away. Exactly. Uh, okay. But well, Luis, um, we're gonna you. have to cut it. Yeah. I no, know, but I, I over. No, I no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. No, we're good. Okay. Yeah, let's get on that. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Where can um our listeners hit you up or find you? My Instagram is mainly my main account. It's under Grateful Artists. Uh, my collective is under Art of the Harbor. Uh, other links you could kind of feed off from that main account, yeah. but that's our main collective. I work at South Bay Tattoos in Carson. They have an Instagram as well under South Bay Tattoos. Okay. And um, yeah, and that, out on the harbor at next next event, whatever's going on, yeah. there's always something going on. You'll catch oh, us yeah, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On Shufflers, uh, check him out. Give him a follow. Check out his work, and you know, and you heard him here. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Well, it was a uh, it was an interesting and fun filled day right here at uh, from the streets to the set meet, celebrity meet and greet fundraiser way. Yeah, I ran those, those toys. You know? Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people came down. I mean, I don't know. Shit, I mean, chingo de gente got to the point that it was really packed. They were fucking yeah, estaban encimados, me. Yeah, so it got packed up and then it, it se vaciaba and then it get packed again. Right? Yeah. So it's like a little wave, I guess. Uh, when the the warehouse got hot. <laughs> And then they go back in. Um, it was uh, great, man. La comida fucking smelled delicious. Fucking the the people cool. Everybody having a good time. A lot of a lot of a lot of people catching up. I saw. And they, they, you know, like, hey, I remember you. Like, oh, what's up, hey? You know, and only that, man. But just want to thank uh, the, our guest, you know, that, that took the time to sit down and talk to us. No, we didn't have a lot of guests because um, 
Because <laughs> we had good conversations, man. Yeah, it was really good, you know. Yeah, we made a lot of connections, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and um, and to those that we couldn't get time to sit down and chit-chat and, you know, share your story and, and see what was going on, um, I dispense it, you know. It's just that it got crazy. I mean, as you, as you can tell, I mean, we had good... We had good we had good talkers today. They made it easy, right, Vernie? Oh, yeah, the day was fucking easy. Where we had people are fucking that don't mind telling their story. Yeah, it was all pinche. It was cool. You know, the bikers, todo calmado. The, everybody. Did you see any drama? Wait, did you no, see any drama? No, nada. Considering fucking, I don't want to say fucking. Somos culeros la raza, pero. Estuvo chingón, you know. And then uh, ahorita al final tuvieron sus little concert. They had the rappers. They had the. They had a guy uh, singing norteñas or corridos and shit. And then they had some reggaetoneros right now también. Yeah, I know we're gonna come out in a lot of the backgrounds because of the Rolls Royce right in front of us, man. Oh, we're in everybody's fucking picture, man. <laughs> Everybody fucking trying to fucking uh, take a picture of you. Who are those fuckers right there, man? It's all in the way. Pinche carota in the back of the fucking Rolls. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the reflection in the fucking glass way is fucking me and Ramon. <laughs> It's fucked up for your picture, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just, uh, you know, thank you very much for for tuning in. And thank you for all the new uh, people that walked up to us, you know, that um, started following us. And, then, you know, that we, we you, you walk a couple to how to get download the app, right? Or how to go through the yeah, platforms. Right. Yeah, we had a lot of fucking talk to a lot of people. I mean, we, we only got to interview the, the only had two big interviews, but... We talked to a lot of people man. Yeah right Looks like I said I rolls But yeah you know Thank you uh, For For you know For all the new listeners uh, That we get from this event And thank you for You know Stopping by And sharing your stories with us You know Estuvo chingón el evento Hopefully we'll hear from some of them soon. Yeah. And, um, you know, just to you, Shufflers, and to you, listeners, I hope you, um, you know, some of these uh, talks or some of these uh, messages, you know, really stand out and, like, you know, make, make you put things into perspective, you know, and just see that, like, it's possible. You know, we could all do anything. You just got to, you know, hay que darle, hay que darle una chinga. Y como dice, pues, the name del compa, le echale ganas. Le echale ganas, yeah. You know, hay que echale ganas. It's not going to be easy, you know, and then uh, especially when, you know, hearing about uh, David and yeah, Lester, Alex, you know, it's just like fucking 43 rejections, we. Need a, a fucking year, fucking trying to put it out there, we. And it just goes to show you, like, you keep pushing it, you keep pushing it. Believe, believe in your dream, believe in your work, believe in your and the project, believe in the and what you're working on. Have faith in it, and you know what? Fuck it. Look at that HBO. Yeah, la llevan, we. Fucking they say the fucking. They said they're fucking like grooming them with trying to get other projects going on. Yeah, so and that way it open up more doors money. for the raza, you know? So, you know, give them a follow. Give them a shout out, you know? Let them know where you heard them at and, and just, you know, and if they, sp- if they spoke to you, if there's something that you say, you know, that they said that, you know, stands out, let them know. You know, let them know that their words did not go in vain. They're not just being, you know, said and recorded here. No, they actually, you know, hit a nerve and you're like, you know what, tienes razón, fuck it, I'm going to do this. Or like, you know what, you just, you, you inspired me. And that way we, we help each other and we keep going, you know, because sometimes it's those little, it's those little comments that it, it works for us, you know? Yeah. 
you know and we're sometimes we're like is it even worth it dude like we're doing this and like and you know we're not getting the the response that we've got we want we're not getting the follows or we're not getting the interaction or we're not getting the support and then every once in a while you know a listener will reach out like hey man fucking love your show or fucking you guys make me laugh or like you know fuck this or, you know tu chingona I love this or pinche me cae gordo este güey or me cae gordo el otro or, like you know I like it when they're all picking each other you know just shit yeah. like that and it gets us going it really yeah, does it gives you a little boost wing and I'm like you know what fuck it okay it's worth it alright fucking vamos a desvelarnos los pinches lunes cabrón porque está cabrón wing you know so you know it's just things like that don't don't be don't be shy don't be you know timid and reaching out you know you're not you know you're not kissing ass or anything sometimes it's those little things a little thumbs up or like hey fucking you're doing a good job that really keeps people going we need that you know sometimes we need that that affirmation yeah, and most of us don't grow up in the environment that that provides that way so it catches us off, off guard well at least it catches me off guard if you well. yeah we don't grow up in those environments where you know, fucking praise for things and yeah. totally did well. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you know, fucking, estamos presumiendo ni nada. Like, hey, just fucking, at a at a at a at a good job, boy. At a at a good job. I know, fucking. I was gonna say at a boy, but no, I said at a boy. Yeah, no, I said. Ay, boy. Pinche disco rayado, boy. At a at a at a at a. Se lo está comiendo. So you know, those little things really help out and make a difference and I really we really hope that you guys enjoyed this and um, you got something off of it yeah, I think the most important thing though today I think is um, I think always know that you know, today was a good example of fucking pues como dices wey echale ganas wey you can you can if you want fucking want to be an artist go be an artist if you want to make movies go make movies if you want to make music go make movies wey even if it's on the side if you push it hard enough maybe it becomes your main gig you know yeah and you know, don't be afraid to make those connections. Don't be afraid, afraid to reach out. Networking. Uh, you know, you know. Sometimes we need we need people around us to you know get us to certain places. And yeah, you're gonna do a lot of the work yourself. You're gonna vas a tener que darle una chinga. But then you know, along the way, you're gonna run into people that are willing to help you out. They're willing to like you know give you a hand or you know guide you to the right direction. Like um, el, el otro compa was telling us, Luis. Yeah, yeah. You know, like hey, maybe you know they might it might not work for you or anything, but you know somebody like hey, fucking go give this person a try or like you know what. Um, um, and maybe someone would do it for you. Yeah, maybe in the future that person will send someone your way, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you know, we need to stop being afraid and when you start having this ego or this trip or like, ah, you know, fuck them putos or like, ah, fuck, I ain't gonna help nobody. Nobody's helping me type of deal. No, I, I, we gotta stop that. And I think this is a good example today. Yeah, this is a fucking super example. When, yeah, I mean, I know, I know that you can't really see it, but... <laughs> Trust us when we say, yeah, this is this is a good example of the this melting pot that got here together. Really. Yeah, you know, we had, a, you know, it was it was a good crowd. It was like, you know, any outsider would have seen this. Any, you know, that's not from our culture, that's not that under, understands what we're all about. They would have been scared. You know, they would have been like, oh, what the fuck? Hey, they're having, you know, what's happening there? Yeah, what's happening? Why is all those bikers there? What's up with all those tatuados? Or what's up with all those, you know, fucking uh, homie lookings or whatever? No, but you know what? Peaceful, peaceful event. Fucking great up? event. Everybody's laughing. Out happy. over there. Everybody's happy, laughing. There's kids running around right now, and it's just a, it's a good fucking party, man. And that's what we got to start. You know, we got to break this mold. You know, just because we look different or we talk different or we 
or we have different ideas or different cultures, it doesn't mean that we're bad, you know? So, hay que ayudarnos. Let's be the example, you know? Let's be the example we want to be or we want to show. Yeah, yeah, it's the truth one. Yeah. So, bueno, um, con eso, pues, nos despedimos. And, you know, just uh, thank you for listening to us. And, um, again, uh, we don't, uh, if you want to help us out, support us, uh, go to our Patreon and support oh, yeah, Chicago we, Shuffle. We have a little special going on, too. Yeah, we got a special. Christmas. Yeah, the, the ugly sweater T-shirt. If you sign up by November 30th, which is the day before the first, which is when all the patrons things get charged. And that means in December you'll be a patron and um, there's uh, two levels where you just, you get free stuff in the mail. Yeah. And if not, you at least get access to everything we put there and um, access to buy the, the shirt that will disappear after that after the special yeah it will, to it will go away. and uh, we're also working on other uh, special designs and everything for, for Patreon supporters um, so just keep an eye out and keep tuning in and you know give us a hand throw us a shout out give us a rating on um, iTunes um, Any anything works we would prefer five stars but if you want to give us four three two if you give us one let us know why yeah there's, there's a little fucking a review that I'll, I'll wait for Esteban <laughs> or maybe we'll review all this is gonna well, well, we're ta- well, I, I'm yeah, sure there. we might talk about it so maybe yeah that review we talked about <laughs> <laughs> you know that review we yeah. talked about yeah. so yeah so um, you know thank you for listening and um, fucking al ratos with that eh alright pues, bye bye